episode 28 of Inside Jogging Podcast. In a week that's seen Boris bumble his way through speeches and compare Peppa Pig to a hairdryer, Josh will do his usual and also be full of hot air when chatting for his week. Um, so yeah, um, did you see Boris's speech, Clousey? Are you a fan of that? I did, mate, yeah. What, I'm what a fan he, of Boris. What did he keep saying? Um, that, basically. Excuse me. He said something like, sorry, excuse me. Yeah. Anyway. Um, plenty to crack through. We'll discuss plenty of Marvs in our training weeks. We'll thank our patrons. Got a few listener questions to cover. Um, we've got the latest news. We've got a couple of results from last week, even that we missed. Been a big week in cross country in the UK with the trials in Liverpool. Clarity's been smashing out 10Ks in, in Wilmslow, even though there's a 10K in Cheddarton. Disappointed he didn't do that, um, considering he's the chief of Cheddarton, as we established. Sticking point. We've also got an interview with 229 marathoner and 15th place finisher at London Marathon, Rose Harvey, which we'll cut to after we finish this show. But first of all, um, let me welcome one of my co-hosts to the show, a man who thinks the Chelsea scene is made for him. How's things going, Josh Lunn? He's on, he's on, he's walking to King's Cross as we speak. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the move. I was going to uh, go a three-mile walk from um, basically from Hampstead Heath. So yeah, commitment to the game. Um. And you were just about to tell us about your, your nice little coat. Yes, Matt, um, bizarrely had to ask what brand it was. Um, so, yeah, I uh, basically I was quite cold earlier. It's been quite cold all weekend. No shit. And I was a little bit wo- yeah, but I was a little bit worried about it being like, one degree here. I was like, it's going to be a lot colder in Flagstaff. So I went and bought a coat from Nike Town. Um, you, bought it to, yeah. you bought it today? Yeah, literally a couple of hours ago. Yeah, it's a, it's got a very big neck on it, I'd say. That's very good. It keeps my head warm. Yeah. Um, you got now the hair's receding, it's quite hard to keep all that head warm, <laughs> isn't it? Um so I also bought a hat with it. Interesting. I've um Black Black Friday deal. While I've got you I'm, uh, I'm, while we while we're talking just just quickly, I'm gonna have to cross part uh, to the other side of the road. Do you find it awkward when you have headphones on? And there's someone walking very close to you and yep. they don't know who you're talking to. So mate, oh. you're an influencer. Yeah, you're a big name these get away, days. Get away from them. I've got a I've got a, a big question from comes in from Louie Nichols. Um oh he's jumping straight into questions already. And she said, Yeah, I've got one special request from Lily for you. Um Lily Nichols isn't her real name. You might be able to decipher from that. But um she asks, What's what's Josh been doing in his days since he banned himself from his computer games? Um, and she said it's honestly ridiculous and hilarious in equal amounts. It's fine for under 18. So, what have you been watching, Josh? Or what have you been doing? Um, so I've been watching a lot of Young Sheldon recently. I don't think so. Uh, other than that, anything else more embarrassing? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you just clarify what Young Sheldon means to listeners in case people don't know what that is? It doesn't sound great. Yeah, to, to to be honest, I don't actually know what I didn't know what he was meaning until he just said anything. So basically, I've come into a really bad um, habit of watching like 
<laughs> so it started off with the voice auditions on YouTube, and then I ended up on like a. Do you ever get in like a YouTube black hole where yeah. you just end up watching video after video? So I spent basically all of Thursday and Friday watching videos of Ariana Grande, which is, uh, yeah, <laughs> not, not my proudest moment. What's your favourite song? Um, Can you sing it 30, to us? I think it's 30, 34. I don't know how you would actually say it, but if you were to look at it on paper, it's 34 and 35. Very good. Can you sing it? Yeah, I think we should know. I think we should move on from this topic. Okay. Um Anyway, let's move, okay, let's move over to Cloudy. Um, big win today, mate. You must be very excited. Yeah, I celebrated uh, with, um, well, one of my pots, um, my outside pots are um, smashed in the wind. So um, I celebrated by gluing my pot back together this afternoon. It's probably the best so way to celebrate, are. mate. Um, you not got a nice yeah. little tea made for your celebratory dinner? Uh, well, we went out today, had a little uh, celebratory uh, 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 carrot cake. Um, yeah, and you know, I'll tell you what though, do you know when you use super glue and you get it all over your hands and on, onto your fingers and it literally stays there for days and days? It's like an I extra layer of I've ever experienced this, but... Have you anyway, been, um, yeah. Have you been doing so, that Insulate Britain thing or something? Like, nah, they gluing your nah, hands mate. to roads nah. and sitting in roads? Just gluing into pots, mate. Fair enough. All good. All yep. is good. In big, af- big afternoon in the in the Clues household then after his win. Um, Josh, as you're walking, are you able to talk through your week or should we go straight into Matt? No, do it. Let me I just have to open shutter. Let's get you out of the way, because as we know, you, yours can go on for a long time. Just what was the date on Monday? Because on your phone it's pinning out. The date, if it's 28th today, would have been twenty second. Okay, so, yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, Monday morning, uh, 10 miles, 6.31s. You commented on this one, Aaron. So, yeah, Yeah. because my last few miles uh, got down sort of six-minute miling. And Aaron commented, standard Josh, easy run turns into steady. Oh, I actually saw Paul Halford on this run. So, someone commented to talk about the my lapse time. But I did stop for about five, ten minutes. So I'm chatting to him. So that's the reason behind that. Yeah. Um, you fancied a steady state, did you? Oh, just a bit. I saw Brady had done one. So I sort of jumped on the bandwagon. Um, oh, here we go. And then, in, <laughs> then in the evening, I did six miles um, just outside seven minute miling. And I don't know about you guys. I it really It's really dependent on what I eat or drink or if I haven't. Uh, drank enough water I get such bad acid reflux and it is actually horrendous like it's, it's horrible to run with um, so that, yeah that wasn't pleasant how did you find out that it's acid reflux mate it's just what it is isn't it when like you're I think you know, you'll you feel find, like burp and it's repeating on you I or... think you'll find that I googled it for you because you kept telling me it was it was like lactose and then you told me oh, it was something else this is slightly this is different if, if I get lactose I get just quite a lot of phlegm which is not nice but um this is more it's like a like yes yeah, like, i mean it's not a nice topic but it's like a sicky burp not great but you need um, to go you need to go get some tests done mate <laughs> you also commented on this one aaron so twice in a day you put this cannot be on this cannot have been on your own which you uh, i had to ask you what you meant and you're referring to my pace because what's it what's uh, embarrassing is you've got two comments on this run 
one from Matt and one from me. So yeah, we need to, stop, need to stop commenting on, on each other's stuff. Um, so yeah, that was Monday. Uh, Tuesday, I did four miles in the morning, a seven-minute miling, and in the evening. Although- oh, Tuesday morning, Mr. Barr um, commented on Josh's run, Clousey. He's also a fan of Young Sheldon, so there's more yeah, than great one. great show. There. Yeah, it's very good. Um, in the evening, I had planned on eight miles, um, and I stupidly ate a, a cereal bar about an hour before I ran and had quite what a What is wrong with stomach. you? A cereal yeah. bar? And you've got- oh, what is wrong with you? Honestly, I had to stop three times to go to the toilet in six miles. What cereal bar point, was it? It's like a Nutri-Grain one. Chocolate chip. You're like a child. What, chocolate chip Nutri-Grain. Are they, the, are they them soft ones that are pointless? Yeah. You just like, yeah. Eat like 20 of them. Yeah, really good. Uh, that's um, an hour before. Mate, that's like fresh air. You could literally just smash that like a second before you run and you wouldn't feel it. I reckon, I you, beg- you, I reckon you could oh. smash five on the run. Easy. I beg to differ. I reckon <laughs> My stomach certainly I think begs to differ. Instead of Morton Giles, just do Nutri-Greens. <laughs> good, good trial um, for any listener out there. If you want to try that, so, let us know how it goes. So I cut this run down to just over six miles because basically I just couldn't run anymore. Um, so that was 704. So that was with uh, Phil and my dad. Did they run really with you? Terrible route. Yeah, well, dad was only doing four or five miles. So I managed to, <laughs> I managed to get to... I think four and a half without stopping. And then I stopped at four and a half, five and six. Um, one sec. I just need to check my map because I'm at a T-junction. Okay. You're right, mate. You check your no, map, mate. We're, we're good. We're, we're just on a podcast. You just check your map. <laughs> Take your time. Wednesday. Uh, right. Um, so, yeah, Wednesday morning. So, this as well. Been a lot better getting out in the morning because I've been going to bed better. Um, so, although I say that, I, I started running at 8.37, which... Means I absolutely wasn't uh, working at nine o'clock. Um, four miles, six fifty-eight. A few of my runs this weekend. My heart rate's been pretty low, which is good. Um, and then in the evening, I did a session. So I did three mile warm up, and then my session in the evening got a lot of attention. So I'll talk through the session first. It was two k. Um, it was meant to be at five fifty for the two k, then ten by eight hundred alternating. So it's meant to be two fourteen and two eighteens, and then two k at five fifty again. And uh, yeah, so we go through the tires and then we can I'll say why I got a lot of attention. So the 2K was a little, little bit quick. I have to say to Matt, it, yeah, I, I just can basically hit those times on my own. Um, so I ran 5.58. Pretty much all of the 800s were within half a second of the time they're meant to be. Um, so yeah, I was pleased with that. And then the last 2K, my legs kind of went to jelly really and I ran 6.05. Um, so, I mean, I was pretty pleased with the session overall. I would have liked to have hit the 2Ks, but um, yeah, I mean they were just too fast. So, Matt, uh, and then question for you. Go on. So you set him two k. What was the recovery after the two k and for the eight hundred? <laughs> lap jog. And how how long would you consider a lap jog to be? It's a it's a it's a, it's a figure of distance, surely. I'd say I'd say two and a half minutes. Yeah, I agree. We're Josh, not tem- we're not tempoing them. Josh had a cup of tea. Well, I changed it. Two he and took, a half. He took five minutes. six minutes after his two k. And then six minutes before his last 2K. What were you doing, Josh? So the reason so the reason for this is I changed my shoes and it was very cold. And my hands were so cold, I couldn't undo my laces. Um, and what then I jogged tra- the lap. What are you changing your shoes for? To run 214 for 800 metres. So you, you spiked up, basically? Yeah. What, I've done why, that for all of my why, jack sessions. Why are you spiking up in, in a marathon block? 
I mean, it doesn't really make any difference. No, no. Not, I, 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 we've had this discussion question, every week for the last two a question. Months. Why are you spiking up? What's your reason? You want to run faster? Yeah, on the reps. Why do you want to run that fast? Well, that's what Matt set me. And you don't think you could do it in vapor flies? No. Uh, I must admit, to be fair, I always think with, uh, and that's okay. I think, I think when you get to about 62, 63, yeah. I know obviously that's, that's I get that. 206 to, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, but I th- yeah, I think it, it's different for other people. I always think there's a bit too much chunk under the vapor flies when you're trying to run quick. But I agree. I don't think 214s needing spikes. Josh. Also, that means you've done 8K of effort in a pair of spikes on a winter's night. Yeah. But as I've said for the last three months, have you worn dragonflies yet? Yeah, they, they do save your legs. I've not worn them. <clears throat> but I also think as well, but- to be fair, um, to actually back up Josh, I would say if it was cold and it was getting a little slick on the foot, probably a smart move. It's I'll give him that. It's not a smart move at all. We're not giving him that. You cannot. Was it slick prom- underfoot? You cannot promote changing it into dragonflies to just run as fast as you can in a session where you want him to run it in intensity. It's, yeah, I'm not having it. It wasn't that cold either. It was definitely colder this weekend, to be fair. Yeah. 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 That's I'm why, anyway. Um, so anyway, the reason it got a lot of attention on Strava, for some reason, I lost signal on like, the last 2K. And it put me about 30, uh, probably 20 miles north of where I was and then sort of spun back in a spiral. A very strange. I have no idea why. Um, so it's because you're taking six minutes in between your, your sets. It's not confused, <laughs> mate. It's what you've got home. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, very odd. Um, I then did a uh, three-mile warm down. Um, and annoyingly, the track shut. So but all of my stuff got locked before, in the track. Before you like complain about the track shutting, so you've started your warm up at six thirty. You've started your cool down at eight thirty. <laughs> How has that happened? Busy man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just faffing probably. <laughs> Such a um, big so faff. Yeah. That was Wednesday. Uh, Thursday morning. I did oh, sorry, six did, sorry. Did you get your stuff back from the track? I never, never asked you. Yeah, I went into the gym. Uh, just so please, can you go and open the track? Yeah, job done. But it's what? just a pain because it's like half a mile walk uh, to where the guy is. What was, so the, was the what was the reaction of the gym going to open up? Uh, he was fine. He was very chatty. He was like a he was basically a guy who was like seventeen. He just passed his driving test, so he was loving life. Any more information out of him? Uh, no, no, not really. He got his Tinder profile. <laughs> no, nice guy. Um, so yeah, Thursday morning, six miles, six fifty threes. And I was quite impressed with my, I think it was this one, my heart rate wasn't, normally the day after a session, my heart rate's pretty high. It was 134, so I was quite pleased with that. Uh, and then in the evening, I did 10 miles uh, with Alex Gibbs. Um, I did some strides and went to the gym as well. Um, actually, I broke my deadlift PB, so I got up to 60 kg. Um, but I think I said to you two, that's my capacity at the minute because my back can't take anymore. Um, so are you, yeah, de- my- are you deadlifting or are you doing are you doing like a, a reverse deadlift like a stiff leg deadlift deadlift no I'm dead deadlifting so you're lifting from the ground up and then back down to the ground and then up yeah yeah not quite all the way back down to the ground 
like just off the ground. Are you bending your legs or are you keeping them relatively straight? Uh, hang on, I'm relatively straight. Yeah, no, bend, bend, bend them. Nah, bend you're relatively straight. Doing straight. Left. I don't know, Aaron. You've watched me. Yeah, there's a small bend, like, but they're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have a small bend, so you're doing RDLs at sixty kgs. That's good. Yeah, but like, as I say, the bottom of my back now feels like that's the weakest point. Um, although I did get quite bad doms from that. Um, so just yeah, I mean, I just keep keep up that level. I think. Um, do you feel? Do you feel that it's um, you're lifting correctly if you feel it in, the, in your lower back? Uh, it's at the start, so it's getting off the floor for the first time. Doing the deadlift okay. itself, it's not my back. Why yeah, but when you're when you're pulling it from the ground, are you bending your knees to lift it through your knees, tr- not through your back? I'm trying to do it so I use my glutes. Why don't you um just take it off the the rack, like so you don't have to uh, lift it off the floor? Yeah, I, so I was going to do that, but the rack was too high, and I couldn't go low enough. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I absolutely might not be Matt, and that's kind of why I don't want to do any heavier because I don't want to mess up, like, do something wrong. But I think from era where you watched, my form wasn't too bad. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, have no, just... I have no idea, to be honest. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm no straight for conditioning guy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but basically, that was sort of the most I've done. Um, so that was good. And then on Friday, because I moved my session from Saturday to Sunday, um, basically decided to go a little bit longer on Friday and a bit quicker. So I went out and this was absolutely horrendous weather. Um, I did 14 miles, average six, so nines. Um, but yeah, it was so windy. Um, I actually I got blown off the path a couple of times. As long as you did. <laughs> Why? Because of the weather? It, it was grim. Yeah, I, I basically, yeah, it was short sleeve, long sleeve, jacket, trackies. Um, what pay, what, What's my heart rate for that? 153. Um, so probably a little bit higher than what I thought it would be, but um, I Mate. wasn't particularly looking at my watch. I was kind of running off effort. So if you look at the splits, they're pretty sporadic based on the wind direction. May I ask um, what does... Um, you titled this, obviously, Soggy, <laughs> and then you put... Uh, this is a good description. A, what a Tony Payne. Is that um, like... So the re- uh, yeah, so Tony was the reason that we had to move the session. Saturday to Sunday. Do you, do you understand the, the pun? Yeah, I understand it. I assume that's what you meant by what yeah. a Tony Payne. Yeah. Yeah, I like what I was, you did uh, that. I was quite impressed. Oh, yeah, I was quite impressed with that. That's use, good for you. Didn't you use one earlier in the week that was worse than this? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it was oh, the mean, Zoom X. Someone yeah. just said it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I said feeling very Zoom X invincible. <laughs> Ross wasn't having any of that. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was very good. Um, so anyway, that was Friday. Um, really on Friday? Come on, let's move this yeah, on. Yeah, well, you keep asking bloody questions. Uh, Saturday morning, I just did a couple of laps around Bassey Parks. I don't particularly know where I'm going in London, so I thought, I can't get lost there. My friend lives just next to it. So um, eight and a half miles at 6.32, um, which was quite funny because my heart rate was the same as it was for the evening run, which was four miles at 7.20s. And that was exceptionally windy. And exceptionally cold. Yes, it was. So, yeah, it was quite um, quite good to get out for that. Because, Aaron, you said, I'm definitely not going out. Yeah, I looked um, out the door. Oh, yeah, it was basically, horrendous. my cat also looked out the door, and my cat said, I ain't going out there. 
So I said, I'm not going out there either, mate. <laughs> uh, so yeah, last one of the week then this morning. Um, so did two mile warm up and three by five k off one k float. But Matt didn't want me to do the last k. Um, he said it would look better on Strava if I don't. So <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> no, he, but he actually didn't want me to do it. So uh, um, yeah, we missed that off. And then um, yeah, so three by five k off one k float. And uh, Callum's watch was a little bit more generous than mine. Um, so we'll go with his spits. Um, so we went 15, 32, then 3 to 32, 15, 18, 332 again, and then 1507. So I was pleased with that. That was good. The last, um, last it, track we were moving. His, um, his second 5K split was 3.05 mile. His third was 3.04. Pathetic, Josh. Yeah, it was, I think the first one was fine. 3.07. Um, yeah, nearly. Okay, when, you add, yeah. when you add on those little bit extra, you'll be fine, mate. But yeah, good session. Yeah. <laughs> is, um, yeah. Just, just a quick one. Is, is Callan, um, have you got his address? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. But I know what's going to be coming. He's actually doing, it's funny, he's doing uh, Telford, Houston and uh, Seville. So might get through him a few times before. Why is that funny? Hopefully jump in a few sessions. Well, it's just coincidental. Racing three though. different countries. I find it funny. But yeah, so that's the week. So uh, about uh, just over 100, about 104 um, for the week. So just over 100, it doesn't sound smart like I've gone over that much. I know, I know that's why you yeah, said it. Although, um, Callan, like before and after that session, he did like 22 miles, didn't he? Yeah, so he ran there and ran home. Um, so he lives in Putney. Yeah. So he, he also includes his yeah, warm-up and warm-down. Yeah, he must Solid. have run a fair way, actually. Yeah, 22 and a half. There we go. That's my week. Good man. Good week. Um, yeah, solid, solid week. Um, one more, one more train a week than Telford, isn't it? Yes. That's... Cool. Um, yeah, so... yeah, why Josh finds King, oh. King's Cross Station. Yeah, so whilst uh, I'm going to mute for a bit and I'm going to relocate because I've probably got lost. So Josh has done his bit and he basically feels now that he doesn't need to contribute anymore. So let's go into your week, Matt. I would love to see um, someone from the uh, general public just watching him walking around central London, the way he looks as well, with them dorky headphones on. Well, the worst thing is, I have my running bag on, which has my, my net bib from London on, which is fine if you go to a running event. But walking around central London, you look oh, like this a is embarrassing. twat. Why, saw yeah, I, why, why have you still got your, your bib on from London? On your bag. I quite like it. Cool. Can I I make an announcement, please? Because um, this needs to stop, all right? (laughs) Now, um, please, uh, listeners, (laughs) if if you've had a name which you're supposed to put on your bag, that's absolutely fine. But when you finish the race, the competition, please remove it. Agreed. But if you don't, I'll have more respect for you. That's all that matters. It depends if you want Josh's respect or you want mine and Clarity's respect. Your choice. Right, Matt. Um, talking of respect, let's go into your week because ends with a, a big run. So where are we? Monday morning, 22nd of November. Six Monday morning. I appreciate you uh, giving me the day because I actually forgot it. Um, I know. That's why. Subtly put it's, it it's my age. Um, so, yeah, Monday morning. Um, just over 10 miles 705 pace um, 
I think I ran this with the man, the myth, the Dan Weston. Um, so that was good. Is, um, he a, is he a patron? No, but he's a big fan of the show. I'm sure it. one of your friends became a patron, mate. I can't remember which one. We were talking, we have great conversations. Um, what were we talking about the other week? Oh, about Bitcoin in cryptocurrency. Um, and he told me something else about the moon and the sun, but I'm not going to pull out that figure and tell everyone because I'm not 100% sure. Well, give us the gist of it. What, what are you talking about? Well, no, it was... Um, well, I was looking to invest into crypto, like Bitcoin. What, about 10 years too late? Well, that's it. I'm late to the party, aren't I? Um, so, yeah, I just wanted a bit more information because basically what it is, is right. I'm, I'm watching Startup on Netflix. Yeah. And it's all about, like, cryptocurrency. Um, so I was intrigued. But anyway, good conversations. So, um, yeah, so 10 miles. And I did weights after. Started to increase the weights. Um, I think somebody thought I lifted 100 and... Uh, 10 grams um, <laughs> which is quite funny I enjoyed that one Josh does that um, so, yeah so um, yeah so that was that was quite fun um, so that was in the morning I think I only ran just the once uh, on yeah, Monday did. Tuesday was nine and a half at 6.55 pace nothing too crazy there um, evening was four miles so I wanted to do some um, strides um, after the run, but I don't know about, I know Josh Josh will say differently, but sometimes you just can't be asked <laughs> to stop and like gather yourself and then go and do strides. Yeah. If it, it makes you feel better, Matt, I actually did nearly do this once in the week, but then I thought, nah, I can still do them. Okay. Yeah, you're not, you're not included in this conversation because you're too cute. You just enjoy <laughs> yeah. running too much. It keeps turning off. He's obviously doing other stuff while while we're talking. Um, what I liked about this run, though, Matt, was it was 22 minutes long, which I appreciate. It's always good <laughs> when you do those shorter runs a bit quicker. I always like before them. I do one before the marathon, which is also like four miles, and it's done in 22 minutes. I can deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a case of just. Chucking some strides in at the end of the end of the um, run, and do you know what? I cleaned up some uh, some segments actually, which I was quite happy about. Because you know, yeah. do you know on them runs, right? Do you know on your easy runs, you'd always you, you never ever run fast on your easy run on your easy run loops, do you? Well, no, I don't. Never, generally. no, never ever. So it's always it's always quite interesting to just to see what's about. Because I I don't know how you sort of look for segments because I I just doesn't really that interest me that much but it's quite fun to see them all after in it yeah so on that topic of segments i got sent one today from from your village bakery half loop which there's now a segment called aaron and josh have had more clubs than tiger woods so the listeners have have um have done their yeah, job I, I know i know who that is good work i appreciate i've that. only i've only run for three clubs in my whole life yeah it's, Still too many. Yeah, and you won't yeah. change. So, um, yeah, yeah, I reckon If we that get was... some more, more listeners to add a few more segments, then, yeah, I'll be pleased with that. Yeah, please do. Um, that's, a good, that's a good little segment. I wonder what it is. Well, you've got the PR, mate. Oh, really? Yeah, 4.49 pace for 0.4 miles. So 
pretty solid. That'll do. That'll do. Um, Sorry. So that was that was Tuesday, Wednesday, session day. Um, so, do you know what? I can't be arsed. I was going to go to the track. I really was. I was keen for it. I, I think do it every week. I, I think we've been doing that for the last four weeks. <laughs> I was thinking, what would Josh Lund do here? Well, I know Josh, <laughs> Josh Lund would do. And He'd I just go to the track, spend four hours be... doing a session, and then come yeah. home. I couldn't be asked, so I was like, right, I'll go upside my house, and there's a lane. I'm just going to go up and down there, back on pant lane. So um, it was just the standard 10 by three minutes. One minute rest, just walking around. Um, it went really well, actually. Do you know what? I, I, I find, and Josh is very different to me, and I have to prescribe things differently to keep him engaged. But basic, like standard, simple sessions just, are just the bread and butter. Um, so I find, Matt, if I, if I was to do that session on the road, I definitely wouldn't be able to run as quick as I would on the track. Definitely but, not. But what I, I, will, do, I don't know why but, that is. But what I would say is, um, he's right, Matt, you ran 254 average, which for the K, I presume. And you did 10 by, 10 by three minutes, 254 average. What did you run for 10K today? 28, basically 254 pace. So yeah. there you go. It's incredible. So, Josh, what, what I'm now saying is, after you've been banging out these 800s in 67s and 69s, what are we looking for? 2820? I've been trying to tell you this for months, Aaron. <laughs> right, sorry. No, Let's go back probably, to Clousey's session. Probably, probably 30, 20. Go on. Back to your session, mate. So, um, yeah. So, basically, what it is, it's quite nice. And I think... I think for you, Josh, I think if you find somewhere where you can compare it week in, uh, week out, as far as where you're hitting certain marks on the, I don't know, you're hitting a lamppost at a certain time, then you, you can get some sort of idea of how quick you're going. So this was probably as, as far as I've gone on three minutes. So I was getting about 0.64 to 0.65, um, which is, the, is probably the quickest I've done for some time. So... I was pretty happy with that. Um, then in the evening, <clears throat> four miles, um, 7.15 pace. Um, I was down in Bridgewater for work, got absolutely lost. I ended up running down a um, dead end to an army uh, barracks or something it. like that. You ran down the river, didn't you? Ran wasn't down it, the river. Wasn't it dark? It was dark. I had my uh, body torch on. Yeah. What? Shout yeah, out to all with the body torches. More the facts. If you run down the river, how have you got lost? You just turn around and run back. No. So <clears throat> I was gonna, um, I was gonna run on the canal, but I thought, right, I, I saw this river um, sort of path. I thought, oh, this looks looks decent. So I just followed it for a little bit, and then I was, I was like completely lost. Um, and it's then not, it's not that I big ran... a place, is it, either? No, so then I ran, um, I ran uh, through this like barracks. It was some sort of like army thing. I wasn't supposed to be there, and the lights came on, and there was these cameras. And I was like, I need to turn around and and run back. <laughs> so, um, so that was that was interesting. Um, um, and then I got home. Well, I got home. Got back to the hotel. Um, 
and had a Papa John's. Nice. Uh, they do, they do, they do, uh, and I'm sure most other um, pizza establishments do this as well, but they do like a half and half. Yeah. So, yeah, so there you go. So that was nice. Enjoyed that. Um, I liked so, Ian Connick's comment on your run, actually. Oh, get yourself to Western Superman. No, more talk about he wants to meet the fastest runner on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Where's he meeting me? <laughs> that's what he said. Do, do you know what? Do you know what? It's funny. Um, when you, it, that's what I love about the running community is you can run, and, and I travel quite a bit, and I'll be traveling a lot more soon. Well, hopefully, unless uh, the, old, uh, the old variant comes around again. Um, but I've been on runs like all around the UK, and I can bump in somebody I know and just run with them. Yeah. It's um, funny, isn't it? But I've just been on Google Maps, mate. You said it was a barracks. It's actually a water recycling centre. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to say that? It doesn't sound as... Uh... <laughs> if you go on Google Maps, did you, go right to, you can go right to the gate and there's a guy in his security jacket, though. So he does look kind of scary. Yeah, well, that's it. And, you know, I, you know what? Like, but I could have been some random person. And what if I you know, put um, some sort of bleach in the water. Exactly. The water works. So yeah. um, not that I carry, run around with a bottle of uh, Domestos uh, in my hand. Um, good, good research there. I appreciate yeah, that. No worries. Um, and then next morning, oh, beautiful morning. Actually stunning. Um, did 10 miles, seven minute mile in, um, went on the canal, Absolute gorgeous morning. I was even going to take a picture and put it on my Strava. That's how nice it was. That's more of an inside running podcast thing. We don't do that shit. Yeah. Do you know what? I think that's why I left it out. To be yeah. honest. Um, However, but... did you see Moose's picture this week? Of their oh, run? beautiful. It's incredible, isn't it? Well, I think we should compare ours, like Wrexham Industrial Estate or... Um, Just see yeah. a cow shitting in a field. <laughs> um, yeah, but do you know what? Fair play to the boys. I think it's a great idea. I really do. Mm. Um, and I'm just annoyed I didn't think of it first. Where Brady's running as well. Yeah. It, it's stunning. Yeah, it is. Boys have got it good. So that was 10 miles. I listened to the Iron Cowboy, actually, um, on um, Rich Roll. I don't know if you've heard of that podcast. Is this he the did Iron... 100... Yeah, yeah, he did 100 Iron... Iron... Man, Iron Man, Iron Man's, Iron Man's yeah. <laughs> in a hundred days. Uh, yeah, I saw it. Is, there's a video, there's a um, film, isn't there? I've seen the there's film. A, there's a new one that was when he did the 50, I think. Okay. Um, so that was quite interesting, actually. Just, uh, yeah, I picked up some good bits and bobs on that one. Uh, not like I'm going to do uh, an Iron Man anytime soon. Um, then that was what I did uh, on the Thursday, Friday was just five miles. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. The weather was got absolutely just battered. Uh, plus some hills. Doing hills in the dark was interesting. Um, Saturday, good God, it was like a tree grave graveyard around here. I um, I had Let's to climb. Look. I had to climb about six trees. So I've just gone on Cloudy's um, Strava. 27 mile per hour winds feels like minus four so it's up there isn't it what's that i don't even know what that is in in k's but a lot 
Yeah, but it wasn't the fact that it wasn't the weather that was the, the bad thing. It was the trees. And <clears throat> so I had to run around a few. There was a few cables down as well. And um, we'll just show Josh is just doing a video of um, some <laughs> ladies coat. Just a cue to get a coffee. What's he going to get? Coffee. Oh, what are you going to get, mate? Flat white. Flat, flat white. A large flat white. And a yogurt. He knows how um, to live, this guy. He does. God, you, you treat yourself, Josh. We've got the Patreon uh, money now. Go big. Go big, yeah. Get yourself a venti. Um, so, but I had to run around a load of trees and I climbed one. And I don't know about you boys, but I am so unathletic. I, I had to climb up this hedge to get around this massive tree, which was literally all over the road. You couldn't even get around. I couldn't even like climb through it. And all I had to do was jump down this verge. And it was probably about, I don't know, three, three, three feet high. And it's taller than it, me. Was, it was an effort. It was yeah. an effort. When I come to my week on Thursday, remind me about me being unathletic. Then I'll go into tell you how unathletic I am too. It's, it was shocking. I, I was actually quite embarrassed. I couldn't even like, even jumping down, I was scared to jump down. <laughs> And like, do you know, when, do you know when your PT says bend your knees? That, yeah. All that was going through my mind. We, um, me and Jenny on our honeymoon went on this uh, trail in Thailand, and it was like completely like in a national park, like off the beaten track thing. And she's like really good at climbing, and and sort of there's like tr- there's like trees like over paths you had to climb over to keep carrying on this path, and you had to climb down to a a waterfall and stuff. And honestly. It was like I was her kid. She was like, you know, helping me down with her hands as she was climbing down. I just couldn't do it. I felt, yeah, anyway. No, it's, bad. Like- it's, it's bad. But anyway, there we go. Um, so that brings us up to today. So um, Wimslow 10K. Um, I got, I drove over there pretty early, actually. It was bitter. I think everyone was just saying how cold it was. Um, but... I absolutely love that sort of weather. It was it was really cold, but there was no wind. It was dead. Um, so uh, I knew there was going to be a couple of fast boys there. Actually, shout out to a few guys actually came up to me and said, um, they're a fan of the podcast. I think one of the lads was, I want to say it was Phil Richardson, came up to me. Um, so I said I'd give him a shout out. I hope I've got his name right. Um <laughs> Big up, big Phil. Big up, Phil. I think it was Phil. Sorry if it wasn't Phil. It could have been Richard. It could have been Richard, Richard Phil. Richard um, Richardson. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, so anyway, um, I knew that there's a couple of fast boys going to be there. So I didn't really know what to expect. So I just went into it with pretty much in a sort of open mind, just start and have a sort of feel out the feel out the group, feel out the pace. Um, so, uh, Paula, Paula, I, I can't pronounce his name right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Paulos of you. Is it Paulos? Paulos. Paulos. Sorry, Paulos. Um, if he's listening, I'm sure he's not. Um, yeah, so he went off pretty quick at the start, which I kind of knew he would. Then it was me uh, in another group uh, with a couple of other boys. So I sort of sat in with them for the first K, um, 2k um and then 
I just started to push on because the first 5k of the, of the course was fairly quick. Um, so I kind of, I pushed on a little bit and just kept that gap um, be- between first and, and, and the sort of chasing pack, which we were in. So I pushed on, left the pack behind and then sort of um, kept that gap uh, for pretty much the majority of the rest of the race. So got through 5k in about 14.35 um, and then just maintained that gap. I knew there was a bit of a hill at eight and a half K. So I thought if I can keep that gap um, to about seven, six or six and a half, seven K and then start to like close it down and then push on the hill. Um, so I managed to sort of get on the back of um, Paulos. Palos, Palos, um, and basically uh, sat with him. Um, I, I got I got on his back and then sort of sat with him just just for a, a second or two, just to sort of gather myself before pushing on again. Because it's one of them, isn't it? When you when you make a move at uh, around seven and a half, it's there, there's still there's still that chance that you could blow up if you push too hard. So I sort of sat with him for a little bit and then um, I knew that the steep hill was coming so I was like right I'm just gonna uh, let him go on the downhill and then literally just like run as hard as I could up the hill so I ran as hard as I could up the hill managed to get a gap on him and then basically push off the top of the hill and then just leather that last sort of K that K back to the finish so um, yeah it was good I I sort of um, I felt pretty strong all the way actually um, and then sort of turned the corner and just sort of just ran it strong and ended up ended up with sub twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. The splits are actually pretty pretty decent on Strava. Um, pretty consistent early on, and then as you say, you just sort of put the boot in. Um, were you sort of expecting to be that quick, or was that a bit of a surprise to be under twenty nine? Um. It wasn't a surprise, no, because I think with them, like you say, them three-minute efforts, I think they were showing that I was in good nick. Um, so I, I thought I was in around sort of 29 mid to 29, maybe 10 shape. But I think it's one of them, isn't it, is if you, if you can um, sort of control that first six-ish, 7K... I think you're going to be all right. I think, I don't know about you boys, but I know in the past, I, I've always got it so wrong because I've always gone off so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, years back. Whereas if you just, and I think this is the same for every single race. I'm sure you boys are the same. I think we've all had the be- our best races when we've either even split or we've done a negative split. Yeah. And you also come out of it feeling that you probably could have gone faster, even though you probably couldn't. Yeah, have that feet. You know, when you part, push past somebody so late on, and then you finish so strong, yeah, it just feels incredible, doesn't it? So it's the best way to run. Yeah, so I was pretty happy with that. Um, Twenty-eight fifty-seven. So PB for me. Um, I don't think I'm gonna do. Um, gonna, here he goes. You want to mute your mute your audio, mate? Hang on, hang on. This is embarrassing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't think I'm going to do the 10K next week. I think I'm going to miss that one. 
yeah. I just think it's too much. Um, if I want to have a good another good pop out at Telford, so I'm just going to train through this week. Uh, well, the next week, should I say, and then get ready for Telford, and that'll be sort of my last race then before the marathon builds. Sounds sensible. Because um, that was my question: when are you to start the marathon build? Because it's it's twelve weeks to Seville today, I think. So. Yeah, you'll no, start, I know. You'll do a good 10-week block then, I imagine. It'll be it'll probably be about nine, eight or nine, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going into it in good nick, so I don't think it's that big of a concern. So right. perfect. So yeah, week of week of 75 miles, big PB. Good week. Um, can't get much better than that. So let me let me go into my week. It's also a big week, by the way. I'm back onto miles. So, He's back. Uh, Monday morning, uh, just got out for a nice little easy run. I've, I've actually been um, solo parenting most of the week. So sort of had to wait again until about 8.30 to get out the door when when Jenny's mum or dad comes around to, to look after Eliza for the day. So, um, so yeah, just an easy sort of six miles, 7.23s with Philippa. Um, yeah, nothing else to report really. Um, Monday evening, got out with a listener actually, Luke Harrison, who's um, lives down the road from me. He um, bashed out plenty of miles, and I know he'll be listening to this. So good to get a run with him and try and do some more miles from in the future. I um, I did an hour at seven oh nines, similar similar route to the morning actually. A few hills thrown in, a few trails. Um, I, I think I spent the first 15 minutes moaning about Josh next 15 mo- minutes talking about other st- moaning about other stuff. So, um, so yeah, Luke got a good half an hour of me moaning before he got a word in, which is, which is good. I'm sure he enjoyed that. Um, great start to the day. I had, a uh, Paul Meisen, um, commented on my run saying typical Aaron turning a st- standard run into a steady state. Made no I sense. think he was trying to defend. No, I think he was trying to defend me. Yeah, but it made no sense. Like, at least do it on a, at least do it on a run where I've turned it into a steady state. Like, if you're going to come at me with banter, make it be good, mate. Um, <laughs> pathetic, really. So Tuesday, um, I went down to the grass, three mile warm up ish, and then did four by three minute, two minute, one minute. Oh, classic. Ninety seconds after three minute two. Uh, 60 seconds after the two minute and then 90 seconds again between the set so that's 40 minute farlick all in all um was that was that a jog for the rest or was that a sort of just an easy jog like yeah probably about seven minute miling ish so mm. um just looks easy. like you've uh, used a new little route here i went around the football pitches thought i'd do the groundsman a favor um yeah the when are you was- going to get on the road mate this is I went on the road today, so right, I'll, okay. I'll come to that. Good. Um, but again, like you, it's convenient to go down to the, the cricket pitches for me. It's only down the road, can just get it done, no cars, a couple of dogs to run around, maybe the groundsman to moan at me. But other than that, it's um it's all good. There's not really anywhere that flat around me where I can do a decent like loop of the session. Um or like Josh says, you go out into the fens and it's blowing a, an absolute gale. So 
yeah i just I, I enjoy it down there i get it done i enjoy it so i'll just do that as long as it's all right under the foot as well and i think it's one of them isn't it it's like if you're doing less work on the grass when you come to the roads, it's going to feel so much easier. Well, that's what I was worried about today. I was worried about how it would react, but it, it, was, all, it was all good, actually. Um, but, yeah, the grass is perfect at the moment. I don't know if you saw Liverpool. Like, there's no mud in this country at the moment. So, yeah, we're all good for the, until the rain comes, which is turned this weekend. Um, Two-mile cool down. I didn't run in the evening because I didn't have any, any time. So... Wednesday, Wednesday got out late. I I didn't get out till three o'clock on Wednesday because I had some, I had plenty of work. I actually had Thursday and Friday off work. So I was trying to cram in as much work as I could on Wednesday. And I was, I knew it got dark about quarter past four. Sorry, hold on a minute. You're cramming in work, right? And it's three o'clock. Still got half the day left, mate. Well, so I worked afterwards. I, I right. started work at like eight, didn't have any lunch break, worked through till three and then went for a run and then did another couple of hours of work. So got plenty in, mate. Don't worry about that. Um, Boss is a big, uh, big fan of the pod. Of <laughs> yeah. Or she. Um, but yeah, got 90 minutes in. I knew it was going to get dark about quarter past four. So I risked it with a big loop and um, it was all right, actually. And about 10k in, I was clipping along at Josh Lundpace, like 620s, thinking, feel great here. Might just do the whole run at this pace. Um, I told you, mate, it's good. But I got to, um, I got back into Stamford, Josh, and um, I don't know if you know, but out where the football club is, way, sort of on Royal Road, I was coming back up that road and my stomach went and I had about 5k to do and it was all uphill from there. I think I had to stop about three, four times in that last 5k because I, my stomach just cramped, went to pieces. Um, you know, did when you, you need to go. No, I, I had, um, I did have lunch before. It's probably why, but uh, I think Thai green curry about. That'll do it. One. Um, but yeah, it just hit me all of a sudden and, I was on a run with Josh once and had to go into his ex-girlfriend's house for, for a toilet stop. At, it was actually his ex-girlfriend's parents' house. While they were sleeping on a Sunday morning, I ran in the house and did my business and got out. So that's a nice little wake up for them. But yeah, it reminded me of that. So that was Wednesday, 13 and a half mile, 90 minutes. Uh, Thursday, did an hour in the morning at 6.52s. Um, I can't actually remember that run to be honest with you so did that then in the evening I got out of Ben Heron for six miles 712s just a few loops around the estate it was absolutely freezing um, and Ben's titled it a well rapid evening run so he must have thought it was quick I, Mate, actually, I, is your uh, comment is this a hacker who's, who's commenting oh yeah oh struggle? Bernard he, he commented the other week saying, what's my call sign? I don't what's know what your what, sorry? What's my call sign? So I thought he meant like, you know, like Batman had a, a bat sign. I thought it was like, I don't know, like your star sign or something. Uh, so I said, I, yeah, anyway. Um, GarminBeHere.co.za, fan four hours, 29 ahead. That is, that's, that's a virus, that is. Must be. Don't click on that link, listeners. Um, <laughs> don't. 
So double day Thursday, which is good. Um, oh yeah, I was going to mention Thursday. So I had Thursday off. Um, so I looked after Eliza a bit more. She goes swimming at um, half past two on a Thursday. So I go down to this little private swim pool and there's, there's me and four other mums doing the swimming. That, that oh, this half, is fantastic. Half an hour le- lesson. Is she on a butterfly yet? No, she's just doing um, back crawl at the moment. She's not really mastered butterfly, but she'll get there. Um, so they have these like, they have like loads of equipment. They have this little donut thing, which is pretty good at. Um, but I was swimming back with her and you swim back into the, into the shallow end. And when you're in the shallow end, like the mums were sitting on the, sitting on the floor, like holding their babies. I can't sit on the floor with my legs out holding her. I couldn't do it. I had to like crouch. And then, um, so that, I was like crouching and then I was like cramping up from crouching and I'm thinking, this isn't good. Um, she was then, I then had to put on my back and I couldn't move my arms. Like I couldn't rotate them enough to get her onto my back. Mate, you need to set the scene better than this, right? So, um, so you, you're with the mums, right? So you're with the mums, fantastic, great. Yeah. Um, so, um, is this, so you're at the pool now. You're yeah, in like, in, you're, at, you're at the side of the pool. I'm in um, the pool. You're in the pool doing this. Yeah. Um, so I thought you were outside the pool. Now, were you, what were you, what were you wearing? Were you in like your speedos or were you in like just running shorts? No, I have to wear speedos. So it's just in like a. You do, like, do you? <laughs> I was in, in swimming shorts, but um, I wish I did. I said to Jenny, basically, um, I'd not shaved for the whole of November. Your bikini line. They had my bikini line, the whole of November. So I was going to, um, just before I went swimming, I shaved it off completely. What are we shaving here? You've not even told us what we're shaving. My face. Don't worry about that. Right. I was just going to leave just my tash. So I was going to have a little tash. And I was going to put the speedos on, get out of the pool. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I didn't. I I bottled it. So I I went in my swimming shorts. and um, Like Hasselhoff. Yeah. So... I lacked flexibility, I lacked mobility. And then towards the end of the session, it's only half an hour long, my arms started to ache. It's like, Eliza, you've got well heavy, but she is the smallest child you've ever seen. So she's not heavy at all. I was like, I got out of the pool. I was like, I've had a workout here. <laughs> These women must get fit from this. So, um, Did you put it on Strava? I should have done, shouldn't I? <laughs> Moose would have loved that. I might do it next week. Do it. 30 that'll, tr- that'll trigger him. 30-minute karma, baby. Um, but, yeah, that was Thursday. Friday, um, I, I did a session um, back at the cricket pitch. 15 minutes sub-threshold, 12 minutes out-threshold, 9 minutes above-threshold. Um, Chris Perry's commented very specific zones. I mean... I, he loves I, a comment, doesn't he, Chris? I don't know how specific sub-threshold, threshold and above-threshold is. I know he's very basic as Chris. and um, He is, bless him. Yeah, poor lad. Anyway, yeah, fairly solid. I picked up on, on each rep, basically. Um, and although my splits don't show it, I, I, rough, I sort of split every four laps around the cricket pitch so I could sort of know what I was doing. And, it, yeah, sort of picked up four seconds every four laps so uh, well a second a lap which is 
is good. So good little workout, but it was bloody windy. That was so. What, so what was the plan of this? Like, what what was the sort of what were you thinking doing this? Fifteen minutes sub threshold, which is you know just below threshold. I understand. So, I understand the logic behind it. I'm just thinking, like, as far as what was your plan going into this? Was this to just sort of do some sort of steady state with some intervals or is it a case of is this like 10k or are you looking towards half marathon for the session half marathon half marathon ish but it wasn't yeah it wasn't that it's like long. in between basically to be honest with you i wanted to do a 30 minute sort of threshold run but it was so windy you broke it up it, yeah um and went 15 12 9 and i thought i could just do three by 12 minutes at threshold but I wanted to go a bit quicker than threshold. So I wanted a bit more stimulus. So that's why I did that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the benefit is at the moment I'm coaching myself. So I sort of made that up on the fly. Um, the downside is I'm sort of just doing sessions that I think that I want to do and um, maybe not yeah getting stimulus on it's not a, it's not a bad thing though in the end of the day if you wanted to get something in yesterday given the conditions yeah, that's exactly. probably as best you're going to get out of well, anything it, we it just wasn't said. it wasn't that bad it wasn't the wind yes it was windy but it wasn't as bad as it was meant to be so i actually got away with the rain the rain didn't start till later because later that day i went and picked up my um well i went and tagged my christmas tree and went through a massive hailstorm so so yeah, busy Friday. Got my What's Christmas your Christmas tree. What sort? It's a. I actually don't know the name of it. I did know. Um, about six and a half foot. Tagged nice. it. Going to pick it up next weekend. Um, good little tree. Got a little one for outside as well. A little two footer to go outside the front. Yeah. Big spender this year. Um, yeah. So that's Friday. Um, Saturday, as you've met, you both mentioned, was absolutely grim. I met, I met Ruth up at hers and first couple of miles downhill, but it was into this wind, which was, as you know, incredibly strong. And it was chucking it down. I honestly, I couldn't move my mouth to talk. It, it like froze on me, um, which probably Ruth was pleased for. Um, shout out to Ruth Jones. She's actually on the interview later with rose harvey helped me out with that so that's who ruth is um but yeah i ended up i did an hour with her then i i added on a little bit more actually when i added on i went up to this little road um where there were some big trees and because the wind was coming from the direction behind the trees it was dead still up there like eerily still couldn't believe it but there you go um that was Saturday. No chance running that evening because it was too cold. Um, so well done, Josh, for getting out there. But it was too cold for me. Um, Sunday morning. So this morning, drove up to near Newark, actually, to meet the Lincoln boys. They were doing a little session um, of eight by a oh, sorry, eight mile wave tempo. So alternating miles between. 5.15-ish and 5.50-ish. Um, and then a couple minutes recovery, then two by a mile at lactate threshold off two minutes. So joined Ronnie, Shane and Tom, my boys, um, who uh, were 
yeah, they need to start listening to the pod more because they, yeah, I don't think they listen as much as they should. But yeah, we had a nice little group, very cold. I was amazed that, that Tom just kept his little Lycra shorts on. He's got some, um, you know, Lycra shorts, they almost come down to sort of above my knee. These are like hot pants. They come halfway down his, his thigh. Is he six foot though? No, he's about my height. Oh, he's a little bit taller than me. I like has he got Has he got big blue teals? Yeah, that's what Jenny said. Yeah. Jenny was takes, up, takes it along. Josh is on the train. <laughs> Josh is going to get an interview in. Yeah. Yeah, he's on the train, Josh. Let's have a little interview. This is uh, a lot busier than I was anticipating. Oh, God, this is awkward. We just, I can't believe he's got the train. Just to the listeners, um, we've just witnessed Josh um, with his phone in his crotch and uh, watching him lick a yogurt, basically, out. So, um, Right, yeah. Let's, with, let's with talk about spoon, this one, people. So, this run, we did three-mile warm-up, or 5K warm-up, did the run, which was almost 14 miles. Uh, no, sorry, that included my warm which was about 11 miles to run. We hit the splits, as I just said. Then I did two by a mile. And the boys said, we'll do this at half marathon pace-ish. So they said 5.05s. Ronnie is in great shape. He goes off at like 4.40 pace. So I get dropped immediately. And I'm thinking, if this is 5.05s, I'm in a world of trouble here. Um, but luckily, it turns out it was a 4.56, I think, mile we ran, I think Ronnie ran about 4.50 for that first mile. Jolted a couple of minutes. And then I did like a 4.47 mile for the last mile. Oof. Did a 2.57k split. Look um, out, Milton Keynes. Yeah, well, so after that first mile felt ridiculously hard. The next one actually was, was all good. Stuck these alpha flies on for the first time in like nearly five months. They're incredible. So can see I... So basically what I got from that was Josh Lund had the slowest kilometre split of the day. So that's something. He's not liking that. Um, so he, yeah. can't even, he can't even unmute because he's on the train. It's killing um, him. It's a I good week, mate. I can't mention any of the questions that the boys gave for me because they're not suitable to this podcast. Um, but I think that's a, a 95 and a half mile week. Um, so if I got out for that 30 minutes last night, it would have hit 100, but all good. Great week. Um, so, yeah, one more training week than Milton Keynes. I know the organiser was messaged me a few weeks ago. So I think there's still a few spots. So if anybody's interested, um, maybe give them a message. And we've got a, a good little group looking for about 66-ish minutes. So, oh, you're in 66 at least. Yeah. I'd if, like you, to run. if you put another week, a good week together. I think I could run dip 67, 66 and a half. We'll see. Um, I'd love it if I could beat Josh's 66 whatever for another week that would be nice he'd enjoy that and then he'd be the slowest man on the podcast but um, yeah all good I'm just it's just good to be back running to be honest um, yeah definitely strong good week about five weeks together now so all good right let's go for some patrons again plenty of patron supports this week um, and as I said we'll give a shout out to to three of them each week um if you want to join us on patreon you can do patreon.com forward slash inside jogging podcast 10 pound a month you get extra content like our 
training talk with Jake Smith and you get the show. Well, you get the show on a Sunday night, so I need to edit it and get it out pretty sharpish after tonight. And we're going to push back the the general release to Tuesday evening. So you get the show 48 hours early if you're a patron. So, you know, £10 a week, £2.50 a week. I think, we, I think we're worth that content. Um, so, so, yeah. Right, Matt, have you got your thing open? I do have my thing open, yes. So, Chris, is it Christian? Yeah, Christian. My guy, Christian. Um, I would love to pronounce, try and pronounce this uh, surname, Mate, it's but not I feel like I'm butchering. Christian Orixen. Orixen. Sorry, Christian. Um, I apologise. Um, he is from, I know he's from Norway. Uh, he's from uh, Sarpsburg. Yeah. Am Sarpsburg. I saying that right? Something there like we that. go. I was going to, oh, this is bad. I've still got internet, I hope. Um, I was going to Google it, but my internet's dropped off on my other computer, which is always useful. So while, while you're getting back onto dial-up, um, his PBs are, he's a quick boy, 1455, uh, 3108 for 10K, uh, 6526 um, for the half at Barca 2020, and 221 at Berlin 2019. That was the year that I did it as well, actually. So um, I'm sure I saw him on the start line at some stage. Um, interesting fact, he has a podcast called I Debt Lang Loop. Am I saying that right? Sorry, Christian, this yeah. is terrible. It's, um, it's basically in the long run. I thought I'd just that in, in the thousand. long run. Um, he has a lot of followers. Um, so if you're not following Christian, get on it. Eight and a half thousand. Let's get him to 10,000. Um, on a mission to break 220, he is doing Seville with us as well, which is great. He likes the green and black alphas. Part-time model. So check him out. Uh, he's on the cover of Condius, a magazine, November 2016. So get yourself that magazine. I don't think he's a part-time model. I just saw him on the front front cover of a, a magazine. But well, let's yeah. throw it in there. Let's give him some credit. It looks like a lovely little place as um, Sarpsborg on Google Maps. I bet it's cold. Just south of Oslo, um, closer to Sweden, I'd say than you know, sort of south of Norway. Um, yeah, if you want to invite us over, Christian, we'll do a, a live um, a live crossover pod with you from Norway, but maybe in the summer. Um, yeah, it's doing the summer. I want to go to Norway, actually. Um, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, we can, you know, Larsie, don't you? Larsie from Portland. Oh, Lars, yeah. Yeah, he's in Stavango, isn't he? So over on the... I, have, I don't know what that Over on the means. West Coast. It's a place in Norway. Um, right. Anyway, um, is Josh going to read this, do you reckon? Or should we read it for him? No, he's no, not. He's he says no. It. So sorry, Dave Prosser, but you've got me reading now. Dave Prosser is possibly from East London, um, maybe Mile End or Hackney. I just, yeah, don't know. But that's where I can sort of, where you've been doing a lot of park runs. Um, PB 16, 27, 34, 21, 72, 56, and 234, 46. So, have those. I'd probably say five. I'd say the half. Five k or half, yeah. Mm. Yeah, solid. Um, 
bit of work to do on your marathon, I reckon we can get you on to 2.30. So, Dave, he's, um, he's a, a creative director and co-founder of Moth Animation Studio. Um, got a website, daveprosser.co.uk, so check him out. Does some good little graphics and films. There's Dave. I like his website, man. Keep it simple, Dave. Yeah, he runs for Candy Racing Team, which I think is like a, a London-based racing team. So, yeah, check those boys out. Um, I'll also do the the upper one, um, which is Ryan Shepik. Um, he's from Sheffield. He's got PBs of 18.39, 34.27 from Doncaster 10K today. So I'm up to date on your information, am I, Ryan? Fantastic, um, Ryan. Good job. 76.12 for half. So that 34.27 is probably yeah, definitely the best. Um, Ryan, I haven't got any interesting facts on you right now. So I... Um, well, actually, I lie. I am on your Instagram. He's actually looks, but look at this. He's a professional photographer. Is Ryan got? An, he's also got a website, RyanShepik.com. You like that one, Clousey? Um I like that. Yeah, some decent photos here from all around the world. So travels a bit, does Ryan? Um, and get some stunning shots. So if you want, um, I'm sure Josh would be keen for you to. To take pictures of him while he's running because he he likes that sort of thing um maybe you can make him look good but yeah that's the the patrons for the week um josh looks in a world of trouble on that train <laughs> i can't believe he's got on the train mid podcast and he's not going to bother speaking um he's gonna he said go he's going to go in the toilet is he amazing yeah. right let's get on these list of questions then um you can kick us off clousey i've got one for you Right, I've temporarily relocated in the toilet, so we're good. We've not got long, mate. We do these list of questions and we can... Fantastic, this is great. I'm glad you're in the toilet talking. People will think you're, you've gone nuts saying that. You are, so... Um, all right, last-minute tips of Valencia. Marathon from the Juggernauts. <laughs> I assume that's me. Um, from Andrea Castella Nova. Castelnovo. Castanova, sorry, Andrea. That is um, Andrea. Andrea, sorry. I'm. <laughs> I promise you, I've not been drinking tonight. He's yet. lost his head. I've lost my head. That whiskey um, you meant to say for Eliza for Christmas, not drink it on the show. I apologize. Um, I've still got lactate in my head, so don't worry about it. Um, last minute tips. I would say um, Valencia next week, isn't it? I think or week after, two weeks, isn't it? It's uh, it's December. It's two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah, so the, the work is done. Just um, enjoy the taper. Just try and focus on the little things as far as um, good nutrition, good sleep. Don't do anything different. It's to next what you've weekend, Clousey. Next week. In the block, right? Next weekend. Okay, so taper week. Well, they'll be in a taper now anyway. So um, yeah, don't do anything different to what you've done before. Just enjoy. Don't go off crazy fast. And. Have a great time. That's some, there you go. That's some good advice. Um, yeah. Just sorry about butchering the name there. Apologies. I don't, I don't know where Andre is from, but I mean, yeah, I suppose just say Mass Rapido. Learn that and then you'll do well. Um, right. Josh, Josh, question coming from me and Taylor. I'll read it for you because you're useless. Um, he says, what are the big aims for 2022 post-Seville? 
Josh, what are your big aims after Seville? Um, well, I guess it, it, that's quite hard because it's very dependent on the, how Seville goes. So, so also your, your goes, aim is your aim is yeah based on, so it, on Seville. Exactly. So the I guess my main aim would be Europeans off that. Um, so yeah, if I got selected, if I ran well at Europeans, that'd be the hope. Uh, if I don't, then good question, really. I haven't really thought about it too much. I guess half marathons sort of uh, early in the spring. Uh, and then I'd probably try and get my 5k down on the track. Um, I don't thinking, know. We'll see what, I've not really spoke to Matt about it, I guess. You're we, not thinking we'll London? Speak. I've not really thought about it. I've kind of not sort of thought about not making the team for Euros. Um, okay. So if you think about making the team, what do you think you need to run to make this team? I think if you run the standard, you'll probably get picked, personally. Which, what's the standard? Uh, which is 214.30. Um, so what are they taking taking three for the Europeans or more I, I heard they were taking a full team of six they're going to take six are they that's what so, yeah I'm um, hoping yeah so, yeah, so I, I, I would imagine too if, if they're taking six and there's also Commonwealth Games and World Champs yeah I think if you run the run time you might be okay 15, you should yeah definitely make it yeah so that's my that's my main aim really for the year fine Clousey I, I suppose similar what i mean based on what you ran today and what i think you can run for marathon if you if you did run the time what would you go for would you go for europeans or commonwealths uh well it all depends on the uh, sort of uh, teams the athlete allocations i guess if they're gonna, if, they're gonna if, take if, a... if you got offered both which one would you you go for I think I'd go for Commonwealth if I ran the time. It, it's one of them, isn't it? It's, um, it all depends on the situation. And I always, I just, I don't like thinking that far ahead. And, and this is probably why Josh has got the same thing in his head as well. Is mm. I kind of like just focusing on the one thing at a time um, and what comes after that comes after yeah. that, like naturally. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think I could probably answer this for both. Um, Josh and I, it's essentially going to be how Seville goes and then the, the sort of the year will follow. So if you're, um, if you would want to do the Commonwealth, why, why are you not doing Manchester? Because I want more time in between to prepare. I don't just want to run. I just don't want to make the team out. So I want to compete well because Let's say, you know, if everything goes great at Seville um, and I run a, a half-decent time, then it's a case of actually being prepared and ready to run because I, I, I personally don't think... I think it's too tight of a window. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Um, I have no plans after Seville. I'm not even doing Seville. So I'm do- my, my plans post-Seville are to do Manchester. Um, but, yeah... I'm not, I'm not envisaging at the moment trying to go for anything super quick. I'm just going to try and run a PB at this point in time and see what shape I get into. And then, yeah, basically what Matt said, you know, when it comes around, then I'll, I'll see what I'm, what I'm doing. But things change so quickly. And I suppose life now for me is a bit different. So I could be doing anything, anything that later on, later on in this year, hopefully not 
looking forward to another baby that would be not ideal because I struggle with one imagine having two I listened to um Paris Fury speak on a podcast this week I did as well it's good did you listen you listen to Parents yeah. in Hell I, I like that podcast it's very I've good, not got kids it? but it's, it's funny incredible. yeah yeah we need to be better they're I suppose they are comedians so they have got that benefit but yeah cracking podcast is Parents in Hell but yeah six kids madness um, absolute madness um and they're very close some of them are close apart close together even um right last question with quick one this comes in from sydney um who's from korea he says what are you currently watching reading listening to so clarity i think you answered earlier you're watching something about bitcoin yeah so i'm watching a startup on netflix i'm reading um and everyone's read it to be honest and i'm sort of putting it putting it down and picking it up for about a year or two now but the david goggins um I can't remember what it's called now, to be honest. That's really bad. Uh, it's a new one. I, I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still on the fence with it. And then listening. Oh, I'm listening to everything. All genres, every day. So that's my mix. Ariana Grande, like Josh? No, that's not in my mix. Josh, what are you watching? Other than Young Sheldon? So, yeah, nothing else. I've, I literally watch it all the time. Um, but I have, and this is going to surprise quite a lot of people, I've started reading a book not a physical book. I've been on my phone. Um, not a physical. Okay, right. Yeah, um, it's called Atomic Habits. Um, I saw so this. Yeah. It's right. You think I'm full on? Moment, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You think I'm full on now? You wait. I get past my valley of disappointment, which uh, is the point of the, where the compound of your all your extra little one percent go. Oh my god! My, my rates are going up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, in, I'm two chapters in. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. So. Make those extra little 1% changes. What are you listening to? Oh, if I was to listen to one artist at the moment, the Kid Leroy, you've probably never heard of him. Yeah. Why don't you listen to like teenage teenage music? Got fantastic fashion sense. You'd absolutely love it. Right, we need to to look at this. Yeah, I'm sure I wouldn't. I'll I'll Google it later. Um, But yeah, I... I'm actually, there's not much on, I don't think there's much on Netflix at the moment. So we're in a sort of, yeah, in sort of in between. We finished a lot of series a few weeks ago. Um, so I need a new series on Netflix to get into. Um, I've, been lo- I've been watching a lot of Frozen 2. That's on repeat in my household. So I know all those songs off by heart. It's actually, it's a banger, isn't it? Um, and I, I was listening to... Um, that podcast which is what i've been listening to and rob beckett also rates the disney films in a similar order to me so it goes frozen 2 as top moana is second and then the standard frozen is third they are some good films you should get on those classic you like are they quite educational um not really but frozen 2 eliza loves the she's just like feel good she's obsessed with elsa and and Anna. but yeah anyway that's what i'm doing um so if there's any shows give me a shout because i need something adult um not too adult just i don't know for grown-ups let's say not adult um i did watch a, a channel four thing is it close to me something like that that was all right average um and 
yeah, I'm not reading anything because I've got no time to read at the moment. Um, so, yeah, other, other than listening to Inside Running Podcast, Parenting Hell, just whatever comes on my shuffle on Spotify when I'm doing my session. I had some Bugsy Malone come on this week, Josh. You like that? He doesn't care. He's gone. Yeah, so I have to mute each time because people can walk past. Yeah, Bugsy Malone, very good. I haven't actually listened to Bugsy Malone in a long the time. Resurrection yeah. is his new album. Good. My, my Excuse me? On the way home. Bugsy Malone's well, latest no, album, I'm, I'm, I'm The not, Resurrection. Yeah, I'm not even going to. What's Bugsy Malone? Explain it. It's a musical, mate. <laughs> yeah. Bugsy Malone. It sounds like it should be in like, um, I don't know, like uh, it should I, be in Space Jam or something. I did that musical at school. Um, dressed up as gangster. Anyway, um, yeah, that's end listener questions. Let's go into news quickly because we've been waffling on for ages. Big news, Liverpool cross country this weekend. Um, well, yesterday, in fact. I mean, the big news from my point of view was how disappointing British athletics are. In oh, don't get me started. You know, horrendous. I saw their excuses. That's what it is, their excuses um, of... I'm going to go off on one, basically. Um, they've had, they've known about this for nearly a year. And they basically said, we didn't have the time or the setup or whatever. So I, it's not difficult. Get a guy on a quad bike, put a camera on the back, or even just get one of your, one of your members of staff to go out there with a phone and film it. Because that's what I just watched on Instagram. I watched a couple of people who were filming it and listened to the, the Crickcast podcast and um, the Sunday podcast did a, a commentary, which was pretty, I thought it was very good. Um, it's just a shame they didn't have any video to go alongside it. Um, but why are we relying on a couple of, you know, lads like us to, to do the, you know, the marketing of our sport for us? It's not rocket science. And when you pay, you know, I saw last week that Joanna Coates, who got sacked or whatever she did, was paid over 220k for the year put some of that 220k towards filming a bit of cross country or or doing a bit of marketing if you want to give me the job give me your marketing budget and i'll sort it for you um it's just there you go it's it i just i, I was saying this to gina actually yesterday like we were we come back from being out for the day and we were gonna um, I was on YouTube just trying to see, oh, because we didn't uh, look at the results or anything. We just thought, oh, we'll watch it later on in the day, thinking, you know, it's it's 2021 now. Most most things are streamed now. You think, oh, British Athletics, they're there. It's the biggest cross-country race of the year. And just get some, even if you just get somebody on with the phone, yeah, going around a good quality camera or something, doesn't I mean, cost much. Exactly. The... The quad bike thing, like usually, imagine doing, you remember Alton Towers National Cross Country. I mean, they wouldn't go quad bike around that. But um, I mean, at Liverpool yesterday, it was dry as a bone. It would have been so easy to get a little, get a little quad bike and get a camera on the back. They, they used to do it in counties. Sky TV used to do it. So it's not like there's not anybody in this country who's done it before. You know, if they wanted to, they could find somebody. It's just they can't be asked to pay the money and they can't be asked to promote the sport. And then they had, they had the cheek to put one of their guys on the finish line for the phone and just record the top three coming in. So like, brilliant. Yeah, and he, he, I mean, the person who did that was shaky as hell. Oh, no. 
and it, it's it's not it's it's thing is though it's one of them isn't it um and we can probably talk about this about three hours yeah. it's you're trying to increase participation of our sport and we have such a um a great platform to do yeah. that and it's not been used yeah and they wonder why you know the sport dies and that's exactly why but anyway um let's go into the results so short course there's the short course trial which was about a mile i think um, because that's for the relays at the Euros. Ben West and Luke Duffy um, were 1-2 in the men's and Alex Bell and Hannah Nussel 1-2 in the, in the ladies. Hannah Nussel may be a bit of a surprise to make that team um, because I think she beat Holly Archer. So that was good. Um, and I watched the race as best I could. I said I listened to commentary and um, I think Andy Hobdell, one of the coaches, filmed some of it and Chris Barnes, who does Podium 5K also, did a live stream for some of it but both of them cut off for the for the men's but i watched the women's and it was decent race jess judd pulled away with um maybe half a lap to go and yeah dominant performance from jess she took the win uh jenny nesbitt in second abby donnelly in third i think the senior team will be made up of jess gibbon who was fifth kate avery was sixth and maybe lauren hayes who was ninth I think there's discretionary places for fifth and sixth. So, but I can't see anybody from the States or who wasn't there taking those spots unless I'm missing anybody major, but I couldn't think of anybody. Josh might know. I wonder if Charlotte Arsenal wants to run. Yeah, but why did she not turn up? That's what I would say. I don't know, but yeah, you, I would assume that she would still make that team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I assume she would, but. I mean, I would feel Lauren Hayes, especially. I think she's a year after giving birth, finishing ninth, and squeezing in the sixteen. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I understand. Um, I understand these discretionary spots, but why do we do that? Okay. Like, we should the people that show up to race. Yeah. Give them the spots. Yeah, I agree. If you're not ready, you're not ready. You're going to be racing in a couple of weeks at Europeans, so you got to be ready there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just, and that's another thing about the whole selection process. It's just not very transparent, is it? So nobody knows fully where they stand. Um, Amelia Quirk was the lead under 23. So I think she was fourth overall. Um, men's went out very hard. Another decent race to watch, actually. And the top three got away, and Rowan Bookshark, maybe you'd expect to pull away, but Jamie Crow held on for a long while and Jamie Crow only did the marathon in London what six weeks ago so he's good on the grass so he is yeah but incredible run from from Jamie to finish third Mm, very Um, good and they had a decent gap on the on the chase and pack who were you know in that chase and pack were some phenomenal athletes um you know Jake Smith was in there um yeah I saw plenty of other people in there Rory Leonard who's had a decent season over in the States um, Josh has nearly arrived at the station I was anyway, going to say Tom Mortimer as well Roe, Butchart, Crow, Battershill was 5th McCallum was 6th and Smith was 7th they will probably get the senior spots because again I don't know if anybody from the States could justify does Mark want to run? Uh, I don't know Again, I'd argue if, if he wants to run, then maybe come over for, for Liverpool and stay until Europeans. But 
yeah, I mean, Mark Scott has obviously got the talent to, you know, he's, he's proved he's got the pace, but it depends if he wants to run cross country. Then in the under 23s, Tom Mortimer was fourth overall. He was the lead under 23. Rory Leonard, Stonia and Mohammed, I think, filled the rest of the spots. But yeah, quality, quality race. My performance of the day goes to a man we've mentioned on this pod many a time in the London build-up, Dan Nash. 20th Fantastic. Position. Incredible run for the Masher. Do you, know, do you know what's amazing about that? That's nearly the same pace as he's run for his 10k PB on the road. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So what is your 452 pace for a 10k cross country? Yeah, well, just yeah. under 10k, but yeah, I mean, well, he's not run really much quicker. That shows the quality in that men's field. You know, he was 20th spot running 30 flat pace for a cross country. Um, yes, it was dry, but it's nowhere near as quick as the road. So, um, yeah. yeah, well done, Dan. Carly yes. boy. Some good, um, it was good to see cross country back properly, you know, deep fields, some good racing. Um, and it was very windy, like incredibly windy. So, um, yeah, good to see. And I will, I'll catch Jake Smith tomorrow to see his uh, summary of the race for the Patreon listeners. Um, Wilmslow 10K, Clouds has mentioned certain Matt Clues took the win in 28.57. Paulos Sorafel 29.13 for second and Nigel Martin 30.07. I think Nigel chased after you, Clouds, in and popped it a bit. Um, women's Sophie Wood 33.34 took the win. Elizabeth Rod- Renon Dow, Renon Dow, 35-27, and Joanna Marsden, 35-48. Um, there was a couple other stories from across the across the water in the States. There was some turkey trot running going on, but let's skip over that for now because we're talked enough. But what I will say was there was a 10K in Japan, I think at the weekend or in the week, 21 of them in this track race went under 28 minutes, which is a, a world that's record. That's crazy. Even in the B race, I think about 10 people went under 28. So um, so deep, isn't it? There's quite a lot of Kenyans, though. So there's a lot of Kenyans running on those Japanese teams all of a sudden. Well, I yeah, think, it's, for, it's, you know, it's great, isn't it, over there? Get on one of them teams. It's set. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, any other results that you boys noticed? I didn't, couldn't find anything else, but. No, nothing extra for me. Um, there was a half marathon because one of the listeners, one of our patrons actually messaged me that he got a PB. So let me scramble across that quickly. Um, who was it? Was it? This is good. Good radio. Chris Morgan, I think. Derby half was today. I haven't got the results in front of me, but Chris Morgan, PB of 114, decent on the ice. So well done. Yeah, nice. Um, that's a wrap. Matt, what you got for next week? Um, I'm actually off work tomorrow. It's lovely. Great start to the week. Um, so I'm going to brush some leaves. Uh, and then I've got a session. Well, I'm going to do a long run Tuesday, uh, mini session Thursday, then I sort of main session Saturday, Sunday. I'm not sure what yet. Um, but yeah, another another um, good week before uh, tapering for Telford. Cool. Um, Josh, I'm not sure if you're sitting in the toilet or what. What's your plans next week? 
get out of the toilet. Uh, I've got a, I've got a Christmas work pass, so I need to drive back to Cardiff, which is going to be a pain in the ass. So driving back to Cardiff for the basically the day and then driving back home. Uh, Max, Are you on the, you're not on the bevies? Might have a sparkling water. <laughs> have, a, have a little drink. Loosen up a little bit. It just doesn't interest me. And coming back from my uh, from what I've learned so far in my um, my book, if rather than God. saying I don't have an alcoholic drink, say I'm not an alcohol- I am not a drinker. There you go. Anyone trying Fa- to give up fantastic. smoking? Take that tip. You're so boring. yeah. Other than that, nothing really. No wonder you ain't got a girlfriend. <laughs> um, yeah. Solid. What about yourself? Well, thanks for We're getting good at this, that. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I'm picking up the Christmas tree next weekend, so do Christmas decorations next weekend. That'll be, be nice. Eliza's sort of, yeah, paying a bit more attention to those things now, although Josh will disagree. She will be getting Christmas presents, mate. Um, I'll give her give her a little treat. Um, I might do a five k next weekend. I was going to do park run. Ooh. Possibly there's a Leicester podium five k as well, so maybe that. I'll look at the weather. If not, Josh is doing a, a time uh, doing a four mile tempo. He tells me so. Might jump on that and do five k within that with him. Depends how quick he's going. To be honest, um, yeah, it might might end up being in Cardiff. That's the only problem. So. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do it. So that's out of the water. He told me he's going to run 440 pace, which is 1430, which would be a PB for him. Um, I'm definitely not, not doing that. But yeah, um, yeah, just life next week. I've got, got a trip to York on Thursday to go to the warehouse. So, Oh, I love fun. York. Yeah, but I've got to get the train at 8 o'clock and got the train back at 6 o'clock, so... Going to be doing a clarity run at six a.m. by the looks of this. It's good running, mate. If you carry, if you just run on uh, by the side of the, no, the get, river there. I'm getting the train up, and then I'm working all day, and then coming straight back. So why don't you stay over? Because work, worker booked it. I've just got the train. Just, just going. I'm the muscle, and believe it or not, I'm going to be the chief moaner. You wouldn't expect it, but that's I wouldn't. Um. Yeah, just hope Eliza sleeps a bit more because she's been a bit under the weather this week. She had her jabs, MMR jabs, last week, and it's, yeah, causing a bit of grief. She's not slept too well this week. Um, so might have to, I don't know, go on some harder stuff. What should we try next week, Matt? Anything harder <sighs> than whiskey? I don't know. She's, she's, she's done Ethanol. it all, mate. I don't know. She's done Great. it all that good. 100% alcohol. Um, but, yeah. Planning for Christmas definitely it's christmas next weekend isn't it pretty much december no no people need to not put their christmas trees up now i'm sorry it's only three weeks to christmas next week it's november no next week yourself next week next week's acceptable next weekend is acceptable yeah that's what i'm doing it um but not now i don't know why people have got christmas trees i know people had christmas trees up last week yeah it's a bit early are you are you a big christmas man yeah, of course. But don't put your Christmas tree up bloody so, mid-November. Over Christmas, have you got like family trips and you're going to be eating Christmas dinners non-stop? I, I, I love a Christmas um, cake. You know, the, the fruit cake. Christmas pudding? Yeah. 
That's the way. Well, to no, it's put. not Christmas pudding, is it? Because a Christmas pudding is like when you set on fire and you have it is kind of like without the icing and the. So it's like a fruit cake. I've got a, yeah. I've got a plum cake actually ready for Christmas. I, I, I love it, mate. I absolutely love it. Um, I'm, I've got a week and a bit off work, which is going to be nice. I've got a wedding. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be good. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Christmas. Food. Josh is not a fan of Christmas. Josh is going to. Josh is traveling across the world to avoid his family over Christmas. So. I actually <laughs> brought Ross a little Christmas present in the week. Oh, God. <laughs> you two are going to be sessioning on Christmas Day, aren't you? And you're going to have be. You'll be having like a dry pack of uh, frazzles or something. Ramen noodles. You know what? I, I said to him, we could go drive to the Grand Canyon. What a little treat that would be for Christmas Day. Who's cooking Christmas dinner? I don't know. I have actually thought about this because I can imagine he's probably not the best cook. Can you cook, Josh? Yeah, I cook in quality, not quantity. That's what I tell people. Right. So I have to do it very yeah. often. He's terrible. Right. <laughs> on that note. Yeah, on that note. Um, We'll speak again next week. Interview coming up with Rose Harvey. Um, Josh is a big fan. And yeah, me and Ruth interview her about all things London and what's next for her. She's going to Seville. So, so boys, we'll speak again next week. And um, yeah, have a good one. Cheers, boys. Have a good week, guys. On this week's show, we speak to 15th place um, overall and second place British London Marathon finisher Rose Harvey. Rose has enjoyed a, a rapid rise in the sport over the last couple of years and has slashed her marathon time from, I think, 3.04. Maybe I think I saw 2.58 just before that, um, yeah. a couple of years before that, to the 2.29 in London this autumn. Um, her progression is like, really encapsulated by the fact that she... She only got her first England vest this autumn in, in Antrim. Um, so a couple of, maybe only a month before the, the marathon. And as she confesses in a, a few things I've seen, her, her target of 12 months ago was to get into the Surrey team. So um, yeah, incredible rise to sort of the international level now. Um, Rose is a lawyer by trade, um, dog mum to Willow. And she's got PBs of 16.30 in the 5K. Although that's a park run, but I'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> 3304 in the 10K in Battersea, 7028 from, from Antrim. Again, it was short apparently, but I'll give you 7028. Um, Josh, tells, Josh tells me it was it was definitely right. So I trust Josh with all my heart. So I'll go for what he says. Especially if you don't follow the racing line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll give you that one. And then yeah, 229 for the marathon. Um, so yeah, welcome to the show, Rose. How's things? I presume you're in London. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, at home in London. Um, just done my run for today, so chilling at home, really. Yeah, and as, as we were just speaking before we started recording, um, a little run with with a celebrity, Sophie Rayworth, BBC. Oh, she was BBC News presenter. I presume she still is. So, so yeah, yeah, mixing it. Yeah, nice run along the river this morning. Some easy miles. <laughs> so, so for the sake of our listeners who obviously can't see us um i'm joined by a friend of the show ruth jones who's going to help me ask some of the tough questions today um, <laughs> um Hello. So, so yeah i've added ruth just to give us a bit more professionalism to the show because yeah well aware that me clousy and and josh um yeah 
are pretty unorganized and but but yeah we'll go into it anyway let's um let's kick off with with london um so you, i think you clocked 230 at cheshire in the spring so you must have been full of confidence um going into london what was the was the aim i think the qualifying time was 228 was that the the, the a goal from london or was it just to have a, a good run um yeah it was a bit a bit of both really I did, the world's times 229 and a half so yeah I mean being 15 seconds off that was pretty frustrating um <laughs> but yeah it was you know second second proper marathon um I didn't have tons of time before between London and Cheshire so it was really just to kind of see see how quickly I could run um but yeah I did have that 229 and a half in mind um but yeah it was the build-up was really good so um I went out I actually went out at like 228 pace um and knowing that the first half was probably going to be a bit quicker just you know net downhill um and and had a pacer as well so went out at 228 pace and then kind of tried to hold on to it (laughs) didn't didn't manage it but didn't die too drastically no I had a quick look at your splits and um I was I actually spoke to Charlie Perdue on on Monday and I spoke to a few others obviously about London and I don't think I've seen anybody do a a negative split this year so yeah if anyone's ran a negative split I'd love to see it um at that last 10k was pretty much all into the wind so yeah yeah. um yeah most soul destroying 10k of my life I think (laughs) (laughs) just I just I also just hadn't prepared to be completely by myself for so much of it and um yeah it was I think with with it being into the wind um by myself and you know just final stages of the marathon made it a pretty pretty grueling experience did you have any methods to deal with that the mental side of it have you got any sort of mantras that you go to when at times get tough in a race particularly a marathon in the last stages do you have anything that you repeat in your head that helps keep you going or is it just literally grinding your teeth and putting one foot in front of the other as fast as you can yeah I mean I actually I I think London I kind of tried absolutely every tactic that I can Mm. think of um I mean to be honest I never really thought about giving up like it never crossed my mind that I was going to stop or give Mm. up but I think just trying to hold that pace I was just doing everything I could to to keep my pace up um Mm. and I think I just I broke it up by the by the drink stops and I remember thinking I've all I've got to do is just get to the next next drink stop and um more just you know more just as a mental mentally breaking it up than actually needing the fuel but um yeah yeah that was that was and also just because I knew that I would see people there yeah (laughs) Yeah. yeah, so that's quite nice and then um yeah it was just trying to you know focus on each mile really Mm. and making sure the pace didn't drop too much um and yeah you know all the usual thoughts that go through your head at those stages of marathon like I've just got to finish it and I never have to run again yeah, <laughs> yeah it's odd isn't it because you're you're working so hard at that point that the weirdest things come into your head and you you've just got to deal with them um 
you can't even sort of preempt it before the race. You don't know what's going to, you know, you're so out of it. It's just, yeah. All yeah. Sorts of your head. Yeah. I think however much, you know, you practice in advance as to how you're going to deal with the last stages, like you just, your brain becomes so uncontrollable. I think when you're, when you're that tired, um, <laughs> but yeah, just, I think it became a battle to just get to the end really. <laughs> yeah. I always look out for people. I sort of know where people are going to be stood. And I actually quite like um, hearing, like you get so many random shouts of, of your name and I like looking at them and sort of spending a bit of time trying to work out who it was because it sort yeah. of distracts me. Um, and I, I was going to say, I was at miles 15 and 21-ish and I saw big, a big group of Clapham chasers who gave you plenty of support. So, you, yeah, you must have had a lot of support out there on the course that day. Yeah, I did actually. Um, yeah, and it was a huge boost to have that. It honestly got me round. Um, just just having had being it being a home on home territory, had loads of people out. Um, family came down and lots of friends out as well. And then and then you just get kind of the the people you don't know having your name on your vest helps. Um, so yeah, it was support was actually really good. Cool. So let's go into a bit a bit about London because it's it's quite an intense I always think it's quite an intense event London Marathon for us Brits because you can go to a Berlin or another major marathon in a different country and the only people who sort of know you're running are your club mates or people you run with but when it's London it's kind of anybody you've ever met who kind of knows you is tracking you on that day um so and as well with London being the way it's been over the last couple of years that whole weekend is pretty intense in the hotel so so yeah how's that you know kind of build up to the event change for you um in the space of well a couple of years really yeah I mean it was honestly just the most surreal weekend of my life I just had to keep pinching myself that I was there um obviously my first I did um Cheshire was elite, but it was a, you know, it was, it was a bit different, full mm. lockdown <laughs> and uh, no, well, there was a bit of sport on course, but it wasn't meant to be, um, but, and not but, like the traditional elite, elite yeah, there was race. No, there was really. no race hotel, was there? It was, it was just no, yeah. no race hotel. Um, and so, yeah, it was my first kind of experience of like a traditional, a, a proper elite start um, in a major marathon. Um, and yeah, it was just completely surreal. I mean, it was, I kind of just tried to take everything in and I was so determined to like, just soak up every moment of the atmosphere, but obviously you're, you're also like so nervous about the actual race and thinking about, thinking about the marathon. So I just found it, it honestly went past in a flash and I was just kind of trying to soak soak it all up but um yeah I think kind of quite weird for me that I've spent since you know since I was interested in running I've kind of followed all these all these runners that I was now lining up next to um it's just yeah it's kind of a, a, a weird and amazing experience really so did you um, feel therefore there was less pressure on you as a result of that because they were sort of more established names obviously you've made your name already fairly recently but not you weren't as a as much of a what's the word um you hadn't been up there 
at that level for as long as some of the people like Charlotte Purdue have been, obviously, for, for most of her adult life, she's been in the limelight. Did you feel less pressure as a result of that? or? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, to be honest, I didn't really... I didn't really feel like there was any pressure on me apart from the pressure that I was putting on myself and, yeah. um, you know, just wanting to do, wanting to do well for my coach um, and, mm. uh, and, and myself really, but I didn't, that was the only, I didn't feel any external pressure really. Um, it That's was, good. yeah, I, you know, it, it, it was only my, I think Cheshire, if you're in the running world you you've heard about it but I don't I don't think it was exactly yeah. mass market <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. no that is good yeah because you feel you see a lot of people who who come out especially after a bad run come out on social and sort of apologize to people yeah. I always find it quite quite strange that you know yeah you're right you're doing it for yourself um and yeah Ruth if you're listening like you're doing, <laughs> you're doing it for your coach which is me yeah. as well so, um, <laughs> yeah it's good to hear but um as you say mixing it with those big names you're obviously mixing it with the likes of of Josh Lunn in the race hotel and Bridget Cosguy <laughs> um, so two equally big names there. exactly yeah <laughs> so race hotel were you um how did you sort of because you were there for two days or a day and a half I presume um how did yeah. you deal with that that sort of dead time did you go in try and chat to people or were you just sat in your room watching tv <laughs> yeah so I actually um I mean bizarrely I was I'm, I'm a lot closer to to London to the start at home in Wandsworth than the race hotel was so um I went I think I went like Saturday afternoon I did I did my oh nice my couple of easy miles on Saturday at home um and just because I didn't really want that much dead time um and also just because you know I was Windsor's pretty close to me so didn't have a big journey or anything um so yeah just just went in the afternoon and um I knew a couple of people there which was nice like uh Josh Sam Harrison um but yeah I definitely it's quite it's quite kind of interesting to see how the the two very distinct approaches to being in those sorts of environments either like you're trying to make friends with everyone or you literally talk to no one and will like have no interaction. <laughs> which, which one were you? The chatty one. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. It's the same for me. Like you get some people and they just, yeah, just want to yeah. get their heads down. And like, I don't think we, when we were in the hotel the year before, like we didn't see Clousey. He sort of just kept himself to himself. And yeah. I don't pretty well. Oh, I can't, I can't yeah. do that. Like I go to, I think I go to inside my own head. Like I can't, I don't like having that time to just think about a race mm. um I think especially you know at that stage there's nothing more you can do and I just find like I perform best when I'm quite relaxed and just going into it you know feeling yeah relaxed chilled um and with a you know not not like having had 24 hours just to dwell on it um so but, yeah, yeah that's good um let's let's go into your training for London um you're part of uh Phil Kitty's stable down is is he based in central London is is he part of Clapham or is he Battersea way yeah so we we train in Battersea Park mostly okay um so you're part of the same training group as, as the likes of Steph Davis um how's that training group sort of helped you grow as a runner 
Yeah. Oh, they've, they're honestly, it's been great. I think when, so when I, the, the group really has come together in the last like six months or so properly. Um, when I start, so I started with training with Phil actually at the start of lockdown. Um, and when I started, there was literally me and one other guy, Steph was obviously coached by Phil as well, but because of lockdown, Steph was up in Scotland a lot and, um, we didn't, and she was a lot quicker than me then. So we didn't, we didn't train together. (laughs) Um, but yeah, there was me and one, one other guy that I trained with. And, um, my overriding memory of lockdown is just like us two up at the crack of dawn before work doing reps around Battersea park. And, um, the, the guy I was training for was, uh, doing his A-levels as well. So then he like dropped out, dropped off the radar for a bit to do his exams and stuff. So (laughs) in the lead up to Cheshire, there were a lot of solo miles, um, and then when when we were in lockdown too, like doing that over winter was just a struggle to say the least. I think I, mm. and it was my first, it was my first actual winter like training properly. I mean, before when I, I didn't really take running that seriously before. So it kind of got to winter and I like went into hibernation and checked out until it got warm again. Um, <laughs> so my first winter experience of proper marathon training was, a shock to the system um to say the least but yeah I think in since pretty much just after after Cheshire Phil started to build out our training group um and get some new recruits and yeah now we're I think about 15 of us on a good day um but yeah it just it makes such a big difference um especially on the longer sessions I feel like we go through the sessions and kind of all dip and rise at slightly different times. So there's always someone to pull you, pull you out of the (laughs) dark place. Um, But yeah, it's, it's great to train together. And, and now Steph and I are like finally on the same schedule for a marathon. So we're doing, doing some training together as well. Well, so, so it's incredible that you managed to achieve what you did um, at Cheshire, basically running on your own, doing mostly training on your own first marathon block really take it seriously in lockdown with one other person to train with who was still at school (laughs) so now you've got this group it's it's quite exciting isn't it looking forward to what you can achieve with a better setup yeah definitely yeah and um yeah I I, you know it's I just think running with fast people is like the best way to to Mm. get faster um and so, yeah, I've definitely been pulled, pulled around by, by the group on numerous occasions. So, I mean, yeah, just, just looking back, um, apparently you used to only do 40 miles a week in training. Um, I'm assuming that you're doing a few more miles than that now. <laughs> um, what does a typical training week look like for you? Um, are you able to give us a basic insight into that? Yeah, so we normally do, um, we do three sessions a week unless we're doing an absolute monster session at the weekend, we sometimes drop, drop the Thursday one. So we normally do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday for sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, if, we're, if we've got a really big one at the weekend, we'll do um, just like a kind of very easy tempo on a Thursday or, or a longer run. Um, so Monday is normally my non-running day. Um, mm-hmm. So I do tend to go for a swim quite like a an easy swim um then tuesday 
uh, we do track. So that's normally about like 10K or so track workout. Um, Wednesday's Wednesday's my least favorite day because I'm normally knackered from, I just can't sleep after track. So I normally wake up absolutely knackered and then have like eight miles to do. And it's just a bit grim. Um, but yeah, just easy miles on Wednesday. And then is that, Thursday... is that just a single day on the Wednesday or do you double up? Yeah, normally do, I, I tend, don't really tend to do double days, actually. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I have, I've started, I sometimes do a double day on a Tuesday just because mm. I find like after not running on the Monday, mm. if I then don't have anything, if I don't run until Tuesday night, my legs have kind of gone to sleep yeah so, so I tend to do I do sometimes do a few miles on a Tuesday as a double day but mm. otherwise yeah just singles um so yeah then Thursday we do like a longer tempo Friday's another easy day and then Saturday tends to be like a big like the marathon pace session or like a, a bigger tempo half marathon sort of speed work um then Sunday's a long run and um and are you pretty good with your easy miles do you are you quite strict with yourself or do you tend not to look at your watch when you're running easy just run to feel or heart rate yeah I normally just run to feel um kind of depends yeah just if I'm if I'm running with someone or or got the dog in tow Mm. um she actually is makes me go quicker on my easy runs than I meant to I mean, sometimes <laughs> I just find she's like six 20 minute miling, um, wow, okay. <laughs> pulling me along. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I normally just, just run to time yeah, um, and see what it looks like at the end. And these marathon sessions, are you able to give us an insight into any of those? Any, any ones in particular that you really enjoy or really hate? Um, I actually, I, I do like the marathon pace ones. So we'll do, um, like a a long run with a certain marathon pace depends kind of where we are in the block as to how how many miles of marathon pace we do mm. um but I do quite like those ones just like the steady steady state um and normally we do we do it like at at target marathon pace yeah so um like at the start of the block we'll, we'll still target like the same the same pace but just less miles if that makes sense yeah yeah um so yeah that's a good one and then what other sessions are good? we do actually this weekend I've got three by 5k that's quite oh, a yes. good one lovely mm. um yeah that seems to be like a classic classic <laughs> marathon marathon build-up session so yeah. got that is, that off a float? is that off a float recovery or do you stop and walk or jog uh it's meant to be floats it depends yeah. kind of how knackered we are <laughs> yeah um it sometimes basically turns into a walk but yeah, yeah it's meant to be a float um mm. but just yeah really slow jog um and how so about yeah, gym? do you do, do, you do any gym sessions any strength work yeah i do um two gym gym sessions a week um mm. one after track which oh, is ouch. yeah that's a painful one um <laughs> and then normally one after long run as well okay so although I've actually I just been to a to a physio appointment uh which was like a a, a run mechanics assessment and apparently mm. my left side is significantly weaker so I've now got to do like odd gym sessions so I've got to do 
more reps on my left side than my right side, which is going to be weird. That's exactly what I'm doing at the moment. Actually, I've got a dodgy left hamstring, so I'm I'm very much working on the left side as well. So I feel your pain, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but just yeah, look after yourself. Yeah, you don't want any niggles, any injuries. You're running really well. Yeah, it's the same for me. I've got a dodgy right hamstring, so I have to do stuff on the right. So yeah, we're all pretty similar. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was listening to a few of your things Wednesdays notoriously the worst day of the week for most runners especially if you're doing a, a Tuesday session so that's it's good to hear that well yeah we all go through the same struggles um <laughs> and I remember so you were you were out in Portugal with me and Josh in um in March 2020 as sort of Covid happened and um yeah it's interesting to see that you that sort of really then kick-started you building up into you know bigger bigger runs during lockdown but you're doing quite a lot of um triathlon and biking at that point weren't you um yeah yeah so before um I was I mean I wouldn't call myself a serious triathlete I kind of dabbled um but yeah I was in fact when when we were out in Portugal that was um I was doing triathlon then um and just just you know for fun really um and then basically when pretty much as soon as we got back from Portugal it was lockdown and that was when um I started training with Phil who kind of quite swiftly put paid to any triathlon activities (laughs) (laughs) and told me I wasn't doing any more so (laughs) that was the end of my triathlon days (laughs) so you do all of this training um, around, you know, a pretty full-on job. So you're, you're a lawyer, aren't you? In, um, yeah. Um, so is that still full-time or are you working a bit more part-time these days? How does that sort of work? Yeah, I actually, so I went part-time in July, um, which was has made such a big difference. It just got, got to the stage where it was, particularly on Wednesdays and Fridays, I kind of went into work and I just felt like a zombie. Um, And just, yeah, every day, like, I think it kind of worked during lockdown um, just because I was working from home all the time. So, you know, you can fit your training in a bit better. You don't have the commute. Um, But yeah, when we started going back to the office, I just realised that it was a bit unsustainable. Um, And it just kind of got to the stage where I was like, if... You know, I'd, I'd done Cheshire, I got I got a 230 and I was like, actually, it's now or never. I might as well give it a really good shot. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's not it's not like I can running is pretty time limited. Um, and yeah, I just felt like it was if I was going to get the most out of out of running and also enjoy it, it, it wasn't really going to work with a very full-time job with late hours all the time so so yeah went part-time in July living the dream so you, and, and yeah. what, what's your what's the company that you work for how are they about your running are they understanding of the commitments that you have to put into your training obviously they've let you go part-time um do you think they'll give you some time off to go on training camps going forwards and and other running commitments yeah so I work for a firm called um Blears which is it's uh, we do like venture capital advisory um and yeah quite a small quite a small f- firm and they've been just incredibly supportive I think 
Mm. Especially given that, you know, the team is quite small. It doesn't really, I can't, it's not, it's not like a big company where, you know, my presence is, can just, all my work can be picked up by someone else. Um, You're very very valuable, Rose, is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, they've been super supportive. And obviously I joined, I joined on a full-time basis and then went part-time. And, you know, obviously training is pretty non-negotiable. So um, I have to make sure I'm out of the door at, at six on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, oh, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> well but, but yeah, they're, yeah, honestly, they're, they're great. They're, um, they're super supportive of it and um, fine with, fine with me going off for a few weeks in, um, in the sun next year to do some training, which is, which will be good. Oh, Escape the winter. You mentioned obviously giving it, giving it a good shot now um so i i think the plan is to do another marathon before you know we've got the commonwealths we've got europeans and the worlds all this summer so are you planning on a marathon in i think you're doing seville right in february yeah so that's well that was definitely the game plan until they announced trials which is manchester Mm -hmm. um so now I'm not entire. I'm not 100 sure what I'm going to do between those two. Um, obviously Seville is like just before the world's cutoff qualification. So um, I would love to see if I can knock those 15 seconds off. Um, just you know, just now got a bin bin my bonnet about getting the world's time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think Seville would be a much quicker course as well. But Manchester is the trial. Yeah. So I don't don't know what I'll do there, but one of one of one of those two. Yeah, that's the plan. I mean, I suppose you can always go to Seville, um, see see what's happening. You know, if worst comes to worst, you're sort of not on pace or it's not going well at thirty k. You've still got, I think it's five weeks between Seville and Manchester. So I suppose yeah. you, could, you could have it as a backup at the end of the day. Um, yeah. You'd hope that Seville is is better weather than than Manchester, but yeah, yeah you would think so, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, but bit, yeah, I'm, I'll see how training goes as well. I'm a bit jealous of I think Josh and Matt are both doing Seville and I'm doing Manchester, so um, so yeah, <laughs> I think I'd rather be in Seville, but who knows? Um, so yeah, I mean, Worlds is in Oregon, isn't it? So that could be. I, I speaking to, Sh- to Charlie about this. It could be warm, but I think they're starting at six AM. I think the marathon in oh, in um that's painful. Yeah, which I thought was a bit odd. Or you've got the Commonwealths in in Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> or the Europeans in I did know this the other day. I Munich. Munich, yeah, just yeah. Obviously. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I think Europeans or worlds is a bit more glamorous than than going for a marathon in Birmingham, but yeah. <laughs> What what would be your preference if you got to choose between those three? Uh, I you know what I honestly I honestly don't know. Um, any one of them would be the absolute dream, um, but I think to be honest, like I would having a home Commonwealth Games. I also yeah. went to uni in Birmingham, um, and my family are, are Worcestershire, so they're not they're not that far away. Um, I think the atmosphere would be incredible and having you know having the event village and everything I think the the build-up to it would be it would be amazing mm. but 
the only thing is I really want a GB vest. So if Commonwealth could just give me a GB vest, that would be the dream. (laughs) (laughs) That would be ideal. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm not going to say no to any one of them. Um, And like, you know, Munich, Oregon would be would be really cool locations as well. And and have a GB vest. But um, but yeah, I think just see what see what I can pick up, really. I'm just going back to if you do do Seville or Manchester, obviously, um, obviously you want to knock those 15 seconds off. But have you got uh, an actual time that you're aiming for other than those 15 seconds? Have you do you think you're capable of going sub 228 or do you think that's that's too big a, a jump at the moment? Um, I mean, I'd like to think so. I think it mm. just I don't to be honest, I don't really set. a a goal time until I'm quite a lot further into the marathon block Mm. um and normally my coach just tells me what time I'm going for (laughs) and then then I object strongly and then end up (laughs) aiming for it anyway um I think that's pretty similar I I actually wait until about three weeks out and sort of have a rough idea from training what I think I'm possible of doing then I sit down with my coach usually the night before the marathon he's like oh, I think you can do this, which is usually like two minutes quicker than I think. <laughs> uh, all right, fair enough. And then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened at Antrim. I was, I had 72 in my head and I was, I was definitely going for 72. And then Phil sat me down the day before and he was like, you're going for sub 71. So yeah. I was like, no way. And then, <laughs> and then did it. So I think I've just got to trust, trust the goals. Yeah, and with Antrim I, I heard you gave Josh a shout out on on marathon talk on the interview um <laughs> you, had, you had him to to pace you for that second half um so do you know anything about Seville if, if you're likely to have paces or or anything because I imagine at Manchester it'll be just a straightforward race again wouldn't it yeah I don't I think at Manchester there are paces but only for the uh Commonwealth and Euros time okay so and I would you know I would hope that I could go a bit quicker than that um so yeah I think Seville Seville will be a lot um there's definitely places there and then there are actually a couple of guys in my club who who might be up for some pacing duties well I was going to say if in return for a free spot I'm available too yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was, uh, yeah. I've got Josh I've got Josh's dad asking me as well um, yeah if, if somebody wants to give me a free place in Seville I'd be willing to <laughs> to pace them but there you go um, no um yeah I think I think um yeah you're, you're definitely set for a, a quick time based on that half marathon you you ran in Antrim you know I'd normally sort of double your half time and add five or six minutes which would definitely put you in a pretty quick ballpark so so yeah I think um it's exciting to see see what you can do um I did hear you mention again on marathon talk something about a a group that that Phil's got for young athletes is there do you want to give that a shout out is that still happening is it kissing yeah definitely yeah so we've got um yeah well Phil's actually been been doing this for a while but we've just kind of made it a bit more official um but yeah set up the Kissy academy which is basically um phil has coached a group of juniors and um some of them he kind of helps out with funding um 
the the juniors who are like from less well-off families um he helps them out with funding for you know kit physio etc so the whole idea is really that out of his junior group everyone has a completely level playing field and access to the same opportunities um which is yeah amazing cause and phil's just kind of been funding it off off his own bat for ages mm-hmm. um so the kind of it came about to make it a bit more official really when um i got a bit of prize money from from racing and thought it's a great cause to put it towards um and my uh Blears, the firm i work for also um gave a, a pretty generous donation to it so um so yeah we're getting getting Kissy academy up and running properly um wow what sort of what sort of age group are the juniors um every i think his youngest is like six or seven oh, and wow. then it goes up to 17 18 um and yeah i mean honestly some of them are absolutely incredible like the times they run on the track are just like mind-blowing um <laughs> so yeah really super talented group and um it, yeah it'll be, it's a really it's a really awesome project to be working on and hopefully over the next few years especially if I can be a bit more successful in in marathon running um <laughs> we can yeah we can kind of expand expand its reach to to other athletes as well is it can people donate to this project or is it something that's um pretty closed at the moment yeah yeah absolutely mm. i mean any donations are, are always welcome um and they'll they'll be put to very good uses and how do they find how do people find out about it is it on social media is there a web- website or is it on yes. your social media website is work in progress um okay. so but... I, I i work in websites and um, <laughs> that's what i say to a lot of people who yeah. I work. Yeah, I'll get your website. It'll be about <laughs> five years, but I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, it's one of those things that is like well above my pay grade. So um, we're, yeah, website's work in progress. But at the moment, it's basically just going through my social media. Um, Liz, not on social media. So, <laughs> so I'm handling all Kissy Academy inquiries at the moment. Great. Um, and your social media, I'm just going on it is is it rose is it just rosie, rose Hart? uh yeah rosie dot runs yeah yeah anybody wants to check that out um go to go to rose's instagram um I yeah that'd be amazing your followers have been climbing up since london marathon so um yeah hopefully it gets some exposure um because i see that a lot in in athletics you see, you find there's coaches across the country who they're quite selfless and they sort of do these things without anybody really knowing and they like fund like their team or or group of athletes and it's it's incredible that that happens so yeah be good if um we can give it some exposure and you know, get more people to to help help finance it really because it yeah it's it's definitely a good cause um yeah definitely so i mean we wish you obviously well in in Seville or Manchester, whichever one you decide on on doing, hopefully we can we can probably have a catch up at some point later down the line to see how the build up for either one of those is going. Um, because yeah, there's plenty of of listeners out there who are definitely interested in the the sharp end of our our female marathon running. Um, 
And it's pretty competitive now, isn't it? You've got plenty of girls sort of gunning for those times. So, yeah, I mean, it's just you in in your group alone. There's you and Steph. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, there do seem to quite a few kind of coming up from shorter distances as well. So, I think the next the next year or so there'll be some quick times. And I suppose my last question: Are you all sort of? I mean, I know you're new to it, but are you all sort of close to those those girls, or do you, do you chat amongst you know as a group to see what everybody's intending on doing, or have you got any any rivals like like me and Josh? You know, we we love <laughs> each other, but we always want to beat each other. So, are you and Steph the same? Have you got a little healthy, you know, rivalry going on? Uh, I wouldn't say it's rival. We we actually train really well together. Like it's we're I think on. Steph's definitely quicker than me on on the track, um, and she's also, I mean, to she she obviously did Tokyo, and then um, we've always been like on a slightly different timetable, um, just with races. So this is really our first block training together. But it's yeah, it's it's great, it's great training together. We find we pull each other around quite nicely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, we actually really it'll be well speaking for myself here but it were really nice to race together yeah. just to kind of have someone that you you know you know and you've trained with and then you can run with yeah. um so yeah should be fun you can also you can also trust them a bit more you know what their sort of their strengths and their weaknesses are like yeah when yeah. i've with josh before it just yeah just having having someone you know quite well is is always lovely to have on a on a marathon race especially when you're you've experienced what it's like to be on your own for sort of 13 14 miles it's um yeah Yeah, I think to have a friend there encouraging you would yeah would make a big difference yeah um if if she asks you to go get her a drink don't do it because I did it for Josh (laughs) he got at Frankfurt he was in such desperate need I like weaved over to the other side of the road to get him a drink and then like two minutes later he dropped out so I was like oh that was worth it (laughs) 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 anyway yeah, uh, I'm aware I've been yeah chatting for for probably nearly 45 minutes. So we'll let you go enjoy the rest of your Friday afternoon and um and yeah, all the best. And um, as I say, hopefully we can catch up soon. Yeah, Thank thanks you, very much for having me. Yeah.